The Joe Rogan Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, according to the man to my right, that song's about marijuana. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Because why wouldn't they just sing about weed? Why do they have to do it in some weird sort of a metaphor? Is that a metaphor or an analogy? Metaphor. Verb. I get those confused. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. As always, sponsored by The Fleshlight, Todd McCormick, my good friend to my right. Todd McCormick is a uh, weed activist, an old-school OG weed activist, one of the first dudes probably that I ever heard of that went to jail for it. Four years? Five. Five years. Five years in jail where he went to court literally for medical marijuana, which is passed by state law, went to court for it federally, and they would not allow him to even use the term medical marijuana. So basically, they get you in a case, and then they railroad you by restricting your language because they don't have a a thing called medical marijuana in their world. They define the world that you're allowed to to argue your freedom in, even though under state law, what you did was absolutely legal. Under state law from 1996, correct? Yes, November 96, we passed. 1996, it's been legal in in the state of California for medical marijuana. Todd McCormick has, he's fought through cancer several times when he was a child, and um, he uh, became educated as to the ways of the voodoo plant and uh, became a crazy activist. Yeah. Uh, have you ever fucked one of these things? Not flashlight? Yet. No. no. You want that one? That one has a cap, though. I'll give you one. This this one it's I wouldn't give you because a lot of people have touched it. This is this is a masturbation device. Oh, I use girls for that. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, sometimes, Plastic, huh? sometimes girls talk too much. This never. Not if you never. put something in their mouth. Oh, Todd. They need a Janis Joplin one. You don't want want to say that you 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 have relationships. You have relationships and you have sex. Let's not say that you use them to masturbate with. 
No, sometimes they use me though. Oh well, that's fine with me, right? Goes both ways. So anyway, (laughs) if you if you're into masturbating, obviously you never masturbate. That's a creepy tool though. It looks like you should bring it camping. It does, right? Yeah, Yeah. like Like the old school D batteries and shit. Right. I think that if you were less Stroud from Survivor Man, you could use this to keep water in. Totally. You know, (laughs) take out the fake (laughs) vagina. He would salvage it as a water container. Yep. You know, you could probably fry it up. Fry up up the rubber vagina. Dude, it might be good. Brian, you found out where the line was and you just jumped right the fuck over it, you freak. I like eating flashlights. Well, anyway, they sponsor our podcast and uh, and they're super cool people. We got to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah. We have a fucking, this is a corporate sponsor, man. It's like serious stuff. I heard that. And we're forced to fuck it. We have to fuck it. I heard they party like rock stars, by the way, the the (laughs) flashlight guys. Is that what you hear? I heard that too. Very nice guys. Wow. And you can The people who run the company, this guy, Chris, who uh, we've been in contact with, is fucking cool as shit. And we met all of them, the whole group of them. At the uh, Austin Comedy Show. They're the super coolest. You're going to so. be back in Austin, by the way, like November. November, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, Todd is a friend of mine. Todd is a um, a guy. He got me into the union, that uh, movie that we were both in. That yep. was uh, because of Todd. Cause Thank you for doing it. It was fun. It was cool. And I think a lot of people, uh, I think it opened a lot of people's eyes. That was a really well-made documentary on, on weed and where the money's yeah. going. That it's got a lot of uh, it's had long legs. That that's still very popular. And I mean, last April twentieth, it was shown in over five hundred showings on four twenty. Wow! Yeah, put uh, this thing up. Pretty amazing. Let me see if that makes it louder. Do we have the thing facing him? We got new microphones here, ladies and gentlemen. Here, I'll turn very up. cool. Very cool. Um, so, um, so you got me involved in that, but you've been basically, I, I don't think I've ever had a conversation ever with Todd that didn't involve pot. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I apologize. Technology. I think, so. I think I'll call him up. It'll be like one o'clock in the morning. Dude, you're not going to believe that they found this new strain of THC that lets you see through buildings. There'll always be something. Yeah. It's always something weed related. There is always something weed related. You know, when I first read a book that sadly I'm now the editor of, which is the emperor wears no clothes, which I just gave you um why sadly why so sad i say sadly because the gentleman who actually wrote the book uh passed away on april 15th his name yeah. was jack Hera, and he was a we were both friends with jack he's a super yeah. cool guy and this is the book is available you can get it on amazon.com you can get it everywhere right yep and we just released the 12th edition and what we did with it that's a little different is we actually made it a tribute to our friend uh so everybody that already has the emperor should pick this up because it was originally dedicated to jack's friend ed adair and now it's dedicated to the man himself. So we have really nice uh, p- pieces of writing from his children, from his family. And then what I did is I kind of collected all these stories, which um, you'll see uh, from all these people that are really influential in the cannabis world now that we're all heavily influenced by Jack. And the reason is, is because this is somebody I feel like that, you know, didn't just touch lives. He penetrated a lot of lives. Well, what people don't know, let's, let's explain the whole deal, what this book is all about. This book basically profiles how marijuana became illegal, what it was yeah. used for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, you know, long before it ever became illegal, not only just for psychoactive uses, but for textiles and for people would eat the seeds. And, you know, I mean, you could do so much shit with it. It really is mind boggling that this is all real. But it took a guy like this to kind of open people's eyes because Jack was, I mean, he was clearly a hippie when he died, but 
he was when he was younger. He was a Goldwater Republican. Yeah. He was this real no nonsense. Wasn't he a veteran? Very as conservative. Well? Yes, veteran. Yeah. I mean, he was like super conservative, fucking Joe Friday type character. Right. Well, what enraged Jack is he found out not it wasn't so much finding out that cannabis hemp was good for you. It's finding out that the government lied to us uh, so significantly for so many years. And one of Jack's greatest accomplishments was uh, that he was given a tape, uh, U.S. doc by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Hemp called, for victory. Yeah. Well, he gave it to a, a Wall Street Times reporter who went to source it at the Library of Congress and found out that it wasn't listed. And he came back at Jack saying, yo, what are you giving me? Bad information here? You know, you must have made this. This would have been listed had it really been made by the government. And Jack went to the Library of Congress and tried to look this up. And he didn't find it in the microfish. He didn't find it in any of the digital uh, resource material that they provide you. And he went outside very frustrated that he didn't find this he believed it to be real. And he, he had this epiphany while he was smoking a joint. What if we had come here in 1942? There wouldn't have been microfish. There wouldn't have been computers. And he walked back in and he asked this question to the lady. And she said, no, we, we, we would have brought you to these books. And yes, we still have them. Come on over. I'll show them to you. And in it, he found Hemp for Victory listed in two different spots. And somehow when the people at the Library of Congress were putting this information into our archives, they omitted this information about Hemp for Victory. And then Jack had to actually resubmit this to our own Library of Congress while he found it in there because he had to document that he actually found it there. And then once he documented he found it there, he had to then give it to them to reapply it to actually list it. And this How incredible is that, that they will delete part of history because it doesn't sit with their agenda? We proved them wrong. Page yeah. 96 and 97. These are the entries he found, and these are the letters to the curator saying you have to put this back in. That is fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. What's also fascinating, this is 1942, so this is after they had already passed uh, the marijuana... Tax stamp. Yeah. 37. That, that made it illegal for people to smoke and have, and, and it was all basically done right after the prohibition, right after prohibition was done. Um, they uh, they needed some new demon to go chasing after, and well, this was one of the best ones to go after. What a lot of people don't realize is in 1936, the, the very famous film Reefer Madness was sponsored by a group of liquor distillers. And I learned that in the strangest of place. I found it on the CNN International Quiz back in the 90s. It said, who sponsored the film Reefer Madness? A, a church group, B, the U.S. government, or C, liquor distillers. And honestly, I, I answered wrong two out of three times. Just because I didn't... Really they, think it'd be that, that overt. That yeah. Like yeah. Partnership for Drug Free America. What, what, people, what we should tell people before we keep going on and on about this hemp for victory, we should explain what it is. Yeah. What it is is a propaganda film from the 1940s uh, where they were trying to get people to grow hemp because it would su- support the war cause. Because um, you know we needed hemp for ropes, we needed hemp for sales. So it was a video to get farmers to be excited and patriotic about growing hemp, and it was called Hemp for Victory. It was the United States government soliciting farmers to grow what is now a, a Schedule One substance? Correct. Correct. What? What? It's crazy. 2010, and this is still going on. I mean, it is amazing that it's kept up as long as it is. There's zero information at all. There's nothing that can show that it's any more dangerous for you than coffee. Well, nothing. you know what, though? When we talk about this, I think that the real reality behind prohibition wasn't that it got you high because the government's job is not here to protect you from cigarettes, protect you from driving cars too fast into a tree, or to protect you from guns, or to protect you from knives, or to protect you from pharmaceutical drugs. In all reality, the government doesn't really care about your well 
well-being. Uh, the reason they really stepped up and said marijuana was so bad is because it competed with a lot of the synthetic solutions that they were offering us now in society. Things like plastic, things like tree paper, things like <clears throat> petrochemical fuels were not actually always derived from these sources. And what you know, when we talk about everything leads to pot, in a in a really weird way, it does. When you look at our history and you learn our history, you know they brought us into schools and they bored us so mercilessly with our history classes that we didn't we didn't learn our real history we didn't find out what what we used for paper before trees were being felled and we didn't we didn't find out that rudolph diesel never expected a a diesel engine to run off petrochemical fuels we we didn't learn that stuff and when i learned that stuff it truly blew my mind yeah the original diesel engine was meant for biodiesel right so if Back in the 30s, if I'd walked up to you and you'd been a hemp seed uh, oils producer and you made paints and varnishes and things like that, or ropes or sails or, or heavy-duty tents or canvas for art, and I'd walked up to you and said, hey, they're going to make a plant called Awesome Illegal, you'd looked at me and said, I've never heard a plant called Awesome. And it would be the same as calling it marijuana. It would be the same as calling it chronic because it was a name that had no meaning. So you could have looked it up in every encyclopedia. So what we call marijuana, everyone before that called hemp. Hemp or or cannabis. cannabis. And that is literally where the term canvas comes from. Cannabis. Yeah. All canvas came from cannabis. Yes. All the covered wagons that went west. Mona Lisa painted yeah. on cannabis. Yeah. A fascinating thing a lot of people don't realize is when Columbus landed here, he found tobacco. He did not find what he really expected, which was cannabis hemp. Because while Europe was evolving with things like paper and cloth and sails and ropes and maps and Bibles um, and and paints and varnishes, North America was still carving on cave walls with rocks because the Native Americans here did not have the plant that Europe used to evolve from really, in a sense, cavemen-like days. So you think that the reason why Americans were not evolved, or Native Americans, was because they didn't have cannabis? Well, let me break it down. Really China so? was invented. China invented paper 5,000. This 5, is a 000. theory, though, right? Wait a minute. History shows us China right. invented paper 5,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, hemp and mulberry. It, the second thing is, is when you start looking up canvas, the very first crops we farmed in Europe were hemp for cloth. We only got cotton gin in literally 1800, 1790, we got a patent for a cotton gin. All the time we were humans before that, we were still wearing clothes that weren't cotton. We were wearing hemp because hemp was everywhere we were as humans. You know, this is why the Native Americans were wearing leather. They didn't have, you can't make corn t-shirts. You get me? And when people think that our country was founded, our farms were founded on corn and cotton, they are kidding themselves. These people that are going to farm aid in a few weeks thinking they're going to save the world by having locally grown produce are stoned. We built these farms growing canvas so that those covered wagons could go west and so soldiers could have heavy-duty clothes and tents and so that people could actually have the materials that they used to, like, actually cross the Atlantic. First, Levi's jeans. We're made out of hemp. You know, we're made out of canvas, realistically, as were most all of our source materials of fiber. We didn't have other plants. This is where cannabis gets into a really big role, because when you go backwards, you say, what was available? Well, it wasn't, wasn't silk we were wearing, wasn't cotton we were wearing, wasn't rayon we were wearing, wasn't any of the synthetic fibers that we think we have today. It was realistically hemp. And hemp is what we started growing all over North America because we needed to found this country because we didn't have hemp growing. That meant we couldn't make ropes, we couldn't make paper, we couldn't make clothes, we couldn't make sails to sail back to Europe with 
unless we grew hemp. They used to have to sail with barrels and barrels of hemp seed because if they crashed, they would be able to grow back the source materials to fix their ship with to get the hell out of Dodge. Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, so break they that would on travel. Down. Hold on a second. So they would go places in their boats and they would travel to places with seeds so that they could fix their boat with the plants that they would grow with those seeds. It's more than that. You could eat the seeds while you were traveling because hemp seed has been a nutritional source for us for thousands of years. And now we know through science, we prohibited this plant before we were using vitamins and minerals in the 40s when we had this big epiphany they were good for us. And we outlawed the number one nutritious-based plant for these foodstuffs. And they were using this stuff historically because it traveled well, it's small, it crunches up, you can eat the hull. And what they would also do is they would plant it in places as they went. Hemp seed was of such a valued commodity in places like China, they would kill you if you tried to export their varieties of Chinese hemp. Thomas Jefferson, our president, smuggled hemp seed out of China if you go look up his historical records. That's insane. Yeah. Okay, so so just hemp, the textile, you think is responsible for a great deal of Europe's evolution, just the ability to use it. Was paper? Just, was paper a big part of our evolution? Was clothing a big part of our evolution? Was sales? Did sales help us at all? Rope? So these these American Indians, which really came here on the Bering Strait from Asia, they just missed out on a plant. It, it, when you look at it this way, they did not have the tools available to them that the Europeans had, and they didn't even have. They weren't even riding horses until no, the Europeans. The Spaniards came. brought That's them a lot over. of people That's don't true. even know that. They you no. know, picture they Indians were nomadic, on wearing wild leather, horses, chasing yeah. animals with their feet. They would run after them. It's true. Yeah, they would run after them and they would kill deer by exhaustion. That was like one of the main ways to do you it. You know how hungry you got to be to do that. <laughs> People talk about stress now. They don't know stress. Don't stress must have been means. being that hungry that yeah. you'll chase a deer till he dies of and exhaustion. Sometimes they die as well. Sometimes they would die of exhaustion as well. And the, 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 but they would die knowing that their tribe would get to eat this deer. What the fuck, dude? Well, see, I think this is what interconnects no us so deeply. It's no weed. It's no they seeds. didn't have any weed. They didn't have weed. <laughs> they didn't have their seeds. life would have been throw, so much they better. They could have thrown seeds at it until it died. When did they figure out the bow and arrow? When did Indians figure that out? Well, Indians were definitely way behind the curve. Definitely man. after the person started smoking weed. Because I don't. It's even... it's not that they were behind the curve. They didn't have the tools available than the Europeans had. That's the biggest situation. They didn't have the ability to make canvas sails. They didn't have the ability to make Mona Lisa's. Right, they, they didn't no have. Paper. They didn't know paper. They didn't have oils that they could make paints into. So they, everything was in stories. They told everything in stories. Yeah, they yeah. worked with what they had. But we did that in Europe, too, for quite a while, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until you know? we figured out those things. So you think that was like the biggest leap of evolution, the ability to use that stuff? The ability to use hemp? You think that was like the, the ability to of- use paper to... Com- you complete and you connect our thoughts to one so another. So there's no this paper is heavy before stuff. hemp. Hemp See, was people, the only paper. It was the first time? paper. The, the first, first paper, paper ever invented was invented in China with hemp and mulberry. Yes, it's an incredible story. If people haven't, there's and a the, great was, book is called it the first cloth Marijuana: well? The First Twelve Thousand Years by Ernest Abel. Yes, it's the oldest piece of cloth. Go to Wikipedia. We that's have insane. piece of hemp. That's insane. This is insane stuff. This is how deep it is to our, our our whole being. And when they took this away from us, they took away a financial independence from all of us. All of us. And that's why we are fiscally impoverished right now. This is why they turned it into a, an, an import trade economy that people from Nebraska can't compete with Russia for grains that are grown. I know, you know? that what you're saying is true, but God damn, does it sound hippie Alex Jones. <laughs> hippie Doesn't Alex it? So if you smoke the Mona Lisa, it won't get you high because it's no. hemp. 
It's hemp. It's not psychoactive. It's true. It is true canvas. But you can't, even, is, but you can't even grow that shit in America. Well, that shit the is shit growing in America. It shit is but growing. It's illegal, it's, right? Look, it's, well, no. This is the kick in the ass. If you go to Nebraska, it's growing in the fields. But, they, the, but if you try it? to harvest it and turn it into something useful... Oh, guess what? You're getting arrested for growing marijuana. What? And this is the deception. But how the can, marijuana how can they, is not the point. How can they arrest you for growing marijuana if it's not psychoactive? The psychoactive part doesn't matter. How about that? If I said that in all honesty, because again, you're looking at the deception. Like if you read the art of war, it isn't about winning the war to your opponent. It's about getting you all distracted in a distraction so we can go around you and take the war. Right. What they're doing is they're taking the prize. The prizes are environment, our freedom, yeah, our economic is, okay, stability. That sounds, who? Okay, that, you look at the petrochemical companies. Well, the companies. So they're that just trying to poison the environment. Is it that, or they're trying to control a business? When, I hate saying they in that negative a turn, but when you look at something like the military industrial complex and that the way they've crept into our life and you look at the petrochemical economy so rich that they could put idiot sons of oil men into presidencies for eight freaking years and the president of Halliburton can re- basically retire from his job and go wage wars and hand sealed no bid contracts to his own company this is how much they own our reality so so you don't think back in the 30s they stepped in and went check this out we got this great new invention called nylon only stumbling block hemp no, you know no, that no. shit we you've I'm, I'm absolutely of years? sure that that's what started it all off. Right. I mean, I'm absolutely sure it was Harry Anslinger and William Randolph Hearst. And- well, it was solutions. It wasn't yeah. problems. It was, hey, I got a better nylon. Hey, I got a better rope. Hey, I got a better paint. Hey, I got a better fuel. Hey, just get them away from that for a minute and, and focus them on my mind. And if you read through the DuPont's actual, they have a, 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 like a summary that goes out to their investors, and it actually states in it that the revenue-raising power of government would be used as an instrument for social change. Now, that's using the tax stamp. DuPont says DuPont, that? I'll break it on. Do you got an old emperor? Do you got an 11th? No, well, somewhere in the other room. Well, it's, I'll show you. And it's freaking evil when you read it because they were just. What's looking, the 11th? Or what were you guys just talking an about? An 11th edition. This is oh, the 11th. 12th. 12th edition of the <laughs> Emperor. I, like, I didn't yeah. know 11th either, but I said, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> sounded smart. <laughs> I was like, I have one. I mean, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> but when we talk about marijuana, we're missing the point entirely because this is the deception. Okay, but who is they, though? This is the big question. Depends like, who on is the, they? When, depends who is on the they element? that's trying to keep hemp illegal right now? Well, who for instance, they? right now, right. It, it's, it's, it's the beer and industry uh Sure. Yeah. That just kicked in against Prop 19, yeah. and are, are saying we don't want that. And, and they're protecting. For people who don't know what that is, there's a there's a proposition in California on the next election to make marijuana legal for consenting adults above 21 years old, and it's leading in the polls, right? Yes, we are. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I know all you lazy bitches in California who are registered to vote because you think, but fucking bullshit, man. It's all like fucking New World Order, man. How do you register to vote? What's the easiest way? Can you go online and do it? Uh, you can go down and get a register at your post office, and you can do it right there. Really? Can, at the yep, post office? It's that easy. Oh. I think it closes in about four days, though. I oh, think you've got to okay. get it in by October 1st or October something, first oh, week of October. Get it in, bitches. So you can vote in this election. So get out and yeah, vote. Yeah, this is one that's important. I think that most national... Look, no one gets to vote whether or not you go to war. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't get to vote whether or not they raise taxes. Like, the idea of this being a democracy is kind of silly, because it's really not what you think it is. It's not like everybody has a say in how everything works and you vote on things. 
But on a state level, it kind of is. On a state level, there's a lot of shit that you can actually get done. Even bad shit like making gay marriage illegal. Yeah. I mean, you can make... Th- I mean, they did. They, they went out of their way. They spent a ton of money to try to take back gay marriage. Why would they do that? Because they're fucking retarded. But the point is, they can do it. They expressed their retardation and their ambition, and they actually got something done. They got... Well, for a little bit. And you know, I they, mean... They, I'll didn't the Supreme Court throw it out? I think that, I think that same demographic might be our... our are favorable in cannabis because I think Same a lot of the minor- you talking about the urban community, <clears throat> yeah, in a lot of ways minorities. Cue the music. Do, 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 do. What? <laughs> in a lot of ways, the minorities have gotten their ass kicked more than anybody because they've used racist terminology in order to scare people into actually prohibiting something well, that Americans use for hundreds of years. Well, right. that's marijuana. It was a slang yeah. term from a Spanish song. You well, know, wasn't marijuana a wild tobacco from Mexico? Uh, no. Actually, marijuana, por favor, wild tobacco? Yeah, that's what I read. I read probably on the internet. When you say wild, though, <laughs> wasn't it all kind of wild? What yeah, do you mean? but it was a, a slang for a wild tobacco that grows in Mexico. I like that. I did not read that. Yeah. yeah. But the term was in a Spanish song, and that's where they got marijuana and with the hate from. what was the term from. for? Marijuana, por favor. It was the end of a, not La Cucaracha, but a similar song. But what, did, what was it meaning in the song? What was its meaning? Like chronic to Dr. Dre. It was just a slang term. I'm not sure if actually he so was, was saying it looked like a smoke from smoking marijuana. Well, toke, for instance, has one definition, uh-huh. a puff of a marijuana cigarette. Right. And I'm not sure if, because I wasn't around back then when they pulled this out of the song and I didn't know the artist, if he was gesturing to cannabis in his own song. But so that's what the government been, used. But it became that. That is what it became. Huh. And so it was directed area. towards the racism towards the Mexicans. Yeah, that's why they, the way they got it. See, what happened was they came out with a thing called a decorticator and the decorticator allowed them to 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 process the the hemp fiber much easier before they used to use slavery yes and then when slavery became abolished it became a pain in the ass to use hemp so they used cotton and all sorts of other stuff and when they came with this decorticator they were they were like this is the shit man we're back hemp is back hemp is back wasn't it on the cover of uh, popular Popular mechanics popular mechanics yeah did a very large article called the new billion billion dollar crop crop. and so everybody was like super like down for this like this is it and then they, when they passed these laws through Congress making marijuana illegal, these people didn't even know that they were outlawing hemp. They had no idea. No, they had no idea. And they if, made a new name for it to sneak that's it right. through. The American Medical Association protested on much of the, health, the, the Marijuana Tax Act because of exactly that. They actually called it something else so they would trick people. And a lot of the protests they got came late because people that were making paints and canvas had no idea they were outlawing their source product. It's fucking incredible that that was 1935? 37. 1937. And was when it was outlawed. October 1st. Still rocking today. 37. Ignorance still is amazing. Rocking. Yeah. That, but, but, but when you say they... With all this information, that's the crazy thing. This is not ignorance back then when you had to go somewhere and get a book and who knows who wrote it. No, this is... You get the information for, from Google, from your fucking cell phone instantly. Well, let me you tell know? you, man. I think, you know, there used to be a from day when you iPhone. couldn't find out about hemp and now it's just, you know, you can mistype the word help with an M and you've got a whole new reality when you hit go on Google. And right. uh, I think that a lot of people now, you know... You can fool some of the people some of the time, and I think that time is fairly over for the government. You know, we're all sitting here with screens in front of us, so to speak, and, you know, now we're in a situation where we don't have to go ask some stupid adult for a stupid answer. We can go ask, you know, the collective intelligence of humanity and say, what the fuck's right. hemp? You and, you know, you're going to get a real answer. Yeah. How are libraries even open anymore? Seriously. like, like I, Still, it's, it's a good resource, man. There's books really? in there that are hard to get. Yeah. yeah, you might not be able to get the book online. 
you know, instantly right away. Yeah, but what I know? mean, what, it's a what sacred kind of institution to some. Something's it's cool about reading books in a library. You know, it's cool that there's a place where everybody agrees to shut the fuck up. I heard that's I like a that's new, good. new bum thing now. Libraries are like bums and like where you buy drugs. You and heard stuff like that? that. Well, Ari goes to libraries a lot, and, and he goes and buys drugs and they, has sex with boys. Has sex with boys in the, the aisle four. Well, uh, you know, Ari lives in a shit neighborhood too. Yeah. Ari lives in the in the belly of the beast. Yeah, what fucking library is he going to? Right. Right. You know, if you go to the Pasadena library, it's probably not filled with bums. Totally. You know? I don't know, man. I think there's something cool about the idea, though. As a community, a knowledge center, you know, mm-hmm. a place where we can all go and find out about shit. It's called Best Buy now. Yeah, not even. It's called your fucking house. <laughs> right you know? It's interesting that that's changed so much, radically so, right. in our lifetime, you know? Well, you know, Prop 19 gives us the ability, or gives counties the ability to implement hemp farming here in California. And while it doesn't explicitly... Um, state hemp in the passage of it, you know, cannabis, what's going to happen when Prop 19, hopefully, if Prop 19 passes, uh, what's going to happen is different localities are going to be able to choose what type of cannabis farming they allow in that community, you know? So places like Oakland are going to take advantage of the ignorance of the cities around them and say, come grow your pot here. Because they know it's going to go, they know it's going to get exported, and mm-hmm. they're just going to make their money and they're going to enjoy it. Um, but I, I think a lot of cities are going to step up and look at it from a um, opportunistic perspective you know especially in places like the farm belt where we are losing a lot of money yeah and there's so much money in weed weed is the number one cash crop in california right now and it's illegal correct very much so correct isn't it like what's number two wine uh i don't know about that i thought wine was significantly lower boobs are not a product like a plant Mm -mm. grow boobs it's not a crop bro you know, this is, I think, a big push of why they want to legalize in California. We're getting more and more assistance with this because the AG's office estimated that this was up to a $14 billion a year industry. And the State Franchise Tax Board estimated that we're paying about $100 million a year from the medical marijuana industry in taxes. And that's a very small percentage of the plus billion dollars they would get a year if they taxed all that The crazy thing is there's two separate arguments for it, and both of them are ridiculous. Both of them are beyond belief. The argument for using it as a product, a non-psychoactive product, to make clothing, superior cloth, to make superior paper, much more durable, to make all sorts of oils and edibles, seed concoctions, and all sorts of shit that you can do. You can make fucking particle board out of it that's way stronger than the particle board that we use to make buildings right now. You can make it, and it's lighter and stronger and easier, and you can like replenish an entire field where if it was trees that were doing the same thing, you'd be fucked. Because those trees take decades to grow to the, the point where they are before you chop them down, whereas the weed renews itself every year. Well, a mind-blowing statistic that came out of the U.S. government from their Bulletin 404 on paper production at the beginning of the 20th century said that one acre of hemp was equal to four acres of 20-year-old Douglas fir trees for the same wow. amount of paper production. <laughs> That's crazy. Damn. And you want to go crazier? You could grow hemp every year for 20 years. And you blow it away on such a level, it's not worth comparing. It's incredible that it's still illegal. So on that side... When you say they, though, now you're starting to get the they. It depends on what element of this plant, what spoke we're pointing to when you say they. Because liquor industry has a strong corporate interest in keeping things status quo. As does tobacco, as does petrochemicals, as does pharmaceuticals. They've picked it up along the way. People have figured out other reasons to try to do it. But it's, it's to me, it almost... I always wonder... I always wonder when there's a a great resistance to something that's obviously great, you know, something like marijuana, whenever there's some big resistance, I always wonder if, 
You know, there's the theory that every negative needs a positive and every positive a negative and that everything that you have that happens to you in life motivates you and pushes you towards some sort of a predetermined goal. And it's almost like what's going on with this anti-hemp, anti-marijuana movement. When you know for a fact if you're a person who, who's around potheads or you're, you know people that have started smoking pot, it relaxes you, it makes you nicer. Like, what, what would be the, the motivation to try to stop all that? What would be the motivation socially for someone who starts getting really old? And I start to think that maybe it's to make the potheads work harder. Maybe they need a rival. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they need a foil. Maybe they need something to push it into the consciousness because it's not being pushed quickly enough on its own. Maybe people just, if, if it was legal, they would just smoke it and not worried about it, and they would, they would almost take it for granted. Maybe, maybe not. I think you that, know I mean? you know, I, well... Do you ever think like that? Yeah, Do you ever think that this, is, this whole life is a program? It's moving towards a determined goal. Just like an ant is moving towards making an anthill, yeah. a bee is moving towards making a beehive, that human beings are also natural, and we're also moving in some predetermined direction. No. And that's why war has always existed and still does. Money exists, corruption, ego, sex, babies, move forward, technology innovates, all moving together in one direction towards one giant event. Or it might be the exact no. opposite, and it's just no. nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's all chaos. <laughs> it's all chaos. There's no, there's no way it could all get planned out to the I don't think it's degree. planned out. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think it's planned out. I think it moves forward in an ethic. It has an ethic to, to its, its progr- progress and evolution. That It's moving towards a specific direction. Humanity? Yeah. The, the, the entire human race, and we are all a part of an equation that's so gigantic that we can't even see it. Oh, I everything always... we do, all our emotions, all our jealousies, desires, everything is all just parts and numbers in this equation, and it is moving towards some direction. That's how we're all intertwined together. I think the only reason we're here is we're like little nerve endings on a body, which is humanity, and our collective experiences just basically aid humanity in its basically constant evolution and like right. we matter as much as the nerve ending that burns off when you touch a teapot and remember i'm never going to touch a hot teapot again mm-hmm. you know and that's yeah. all we're here for a little bit of stimulation input I on a bigger collective of body of life i think we're just all an iphone app from like iphone 82 <laughs> you're not <laughs> even like that far too. off well the, my my thoughts always go towards technology whenever i talk about the subject is because i i think that we, we're getting to this very strange point where we are creating all sorts of incredible things, like constantly, not we, you or I, but people far smarter Humanity. than us that probably don't even get laid. And they're, they're making all this crazy shit, and you, you've, you've got to wonder why it's going in that direction. What is it? What is it about this constant thirst for innovation? You know, is it all tied together? You know, is the human's job on this planet, is it really just to give birth to technology? Is it to push technology into some new place that opens up some new reality? Yeah, I don't know how much our technology is going to matter when the sun freaking implodes and freezes over and this becomes a little chaotic rock floating around. Oh, well, you know, by then the fucking computers have already figured out how to punch a hole into another dimension because computers, once they become sentient, can make better computers instantly. We think that. We think that. But we think we're awfully special. But listen, man, if we can construct human DNA, if we know what it is, we literally have have DNA figured out, what's to stop them from making something artificial that's exactly the same thing? Oh, Eventually, it's going to happen. But you know what I often ponder is why do we care? Why do we care? Because it's yeah. fascinating. There's a reason why it's this shit gets done in the first place. But it's because people are curious. To the degree of finite, it, it's it's going to come to some type of you know the sun sets on every beautiful day. 
you know? Maybe so what's it matter if humanity doesn't lives really set. Maybe the Earth is spinning around a gigantic nuclear explosion and right. it just appears at the sun setting. Completely a metaphor, The sun though. doesn't set. <laughs> no, damn it, That's it my metaphor, too. The sun, <laughs> the doesn't, sun set. doesn't set. It fucking keeps rolling, baby. It's Groundhog Day, motherfucker. It's it goes on and on forever until you get it right. I don't know, man. Uh, but you know, what's the point in thinking about anything? When people say, "What's the point in thinking about what the you know what the direction the whole human race is moving towards?" Whether or not technology is connected in some sort of a symbiotic way that you're giving birth, you know, by being a human being, hatching some new life form like a fucking like an aquatic worm that pops out of a grasshopper after it forces the grasshopper to jump into a swimming pool. You know, I mean, maybe who the fuck knows, man? It's very possible. It's all fascinating. It's all fascinating. And when you look at all the, I mean, this, this goes back to this whole cannabis thing. If you look back at all the weird blocks and roadblocks we have in the way we think about things and these, these patterns and channels that we follow, that's one of the reasons why pot has figured out some sort of a way to elude freedom for all this time. You know, it's like over and over and over again, people have found like these little weird retarded reasons to make it illegal. And yeah, to force it back, despite <clears throat> all the information that's available. It's been illegal much less time than it's been revered. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what people don't know. But in our lifetime, it's 100% of the time. We can't, that's intangible to us. We don't, you know, we know that for 10,000 years people have been using it and it was a part of rituals of priests and shit. That doesn't mean shit to me, though. I'm, I'm 43 years old. In my lifetime, it's been illegal the whole time. And do you remember when you were in college, like you would see these guys trying to like sign this paper, let's make medical marijuana legal? And you used to like, think, this crazy see, asshole. those guys are ridiculously yeah. wasting their time. That's never going to happen. It's so weird. Well, I was anti-pot back then, too, so I would have totally thought that. Right. You were anti, huh? Look at those losers. Yeah, totally. I'd be like, those fucking pussies. Go to the gym, you fucking homos. Uh, They were some of my best best customers, though. (laughs) Who were some of your best customers? Who? The stoners collecting signatures. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. But you know, man, a lot of guys in the gym use it, too. Oh, they do now. It, they do now. They did then. You don't think Schwarzenegger was smoking fucking days. weed when he was yeah. going from Mr. O? The, not like Go that. ask Tommy Chong who he was smoking weed with oh, back yeah. in the well, 70s. He was in the movie, man. He was smoking weed in the movie. But it wasn't as, as prevalent as now. No, no. Close. No, no. I mean, when back in the 70s when uh-huh. they were hanging out at the gym... You know, and all these guys that wrote, you know, the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding and right. shit, they were all stoners. Well, you know, they used it for recoup, why. they used it for appetite, they used it for pain suppression, they slept better on it, they got way bigger using pot than they not. They used it because they were roided to the gills and they wanted to calm the fuck down. Oh, no shit, That's too. why they use it. That's right. the number one reason they use it. All of those other things, things kind of came as, oh, it does this too. Yeah, but listen, man, they used that shit because they were trying not to break people's windows open Don't in their cars and the traffic. the Hulk was on steroids. You're gonna I'm not talking about the Hulk, we're talking about Arnold. Lou. I think Lou is too, though. They all are. You can't get that big. That's not like, a human's right. not supposed to look like that. Right. You know, what do you think about this Lance Armstrong thing? They're going after Lance Armstrong hardcore, man. Hmm. Well, they're hating on him, man. Yeah, he's, he fucked up. I think it's a personal use thing. I think you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I think it's bad. It's a bad example to set to the kids because kids want to, like, they want to cut through all the bullshit and get a nice fat shortcut and stick a needle in my ass and I'm Lance Armstrong. But yeah, yeah, that's how, that's really, that's really part of it. I mean, you don't just get straight there. You got to do a lot of work too, you know, but. A lot of work. It wasn't just a shot in the ass. No, it's a fucking tremendous amount of work, but that shot in the ass is important. All uh, that shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, ain't no question, you know. You know what my my problem on that is same as my problem with marijuana is where does that end? If you're telling me that isn't you the can't come up with lie? some sort of a yeah, it is, but it isn't because it's all illegal. You can't say, Oh, I'm just taking human growth hormone because it, it makes me perform better. They'll say, No, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to take something to perform better. Well, what's fascinating about that is right now you're just dealing with athletic performance and trying to keep a level playing field. Sure. But really what you're talking about is the boundaries of human potential. And if we scientifically change the goalposts of human potential, if they come up with myostatin inhibitors or some new fucking nanobot that they can stick into your, your system and you recover like fucking Wolverine, right. that's all real. That's it all is. on the way. So what are we going to not have that so some fucking dildos can hit a ball with well, a we stick? Do. We have this puritanical you know view on everything and but, we're supposed to lie right rather than be honest about the reality around us. And that's really the problem that we're all living in. Because if all those guys could dope up and then go bike fucking France, we wouldn't have an issue about, oh, you lied to us. Well, you know, we'll get you, over we don't it. Want, you know? We want a level playing field. The thing is, But wouldn't they, it be level if they were all jacked? Yeah, but they'd all be dying too, man. I mean, Lance Armstrong lost a ball. You know, that's no joke, son. He's when still, your ball rots he, off. He is still getting laid. Yeah, he don't got ball cancer, it. son. That is no junk. Don't that, say you can't no big say deal. That's why he got it, though. Well, you can't say that's why he got it. You're right. You can't. But that's probably why he got it. Is that true? That, no, or he not just There's no. Is there any uh, scientific be, data on that? Be a ball pincher. He always pinches. He could be riding on a bike with the fucking seat that looks yeah, like it's totally you know totally balls, wrong. Right? Oh, you're right. I'm just say it. You're right. Could you be could a totally reasons. Your ball smashing up against that thing all the time. It it's can't gotta, be good. It yeah. can't be good. That's can't probably where he got good. it. I wonder if he like now he just pushes that sucker to the side. I'm sure. Well, I, heard they, I heard they have fake ones and they feel just as real and they just put it in there. It's like an implant, so you never. So you lose think that's one. what he did? Well, that's what I would do. Wouldn't you? No, wait, no, I don't want. You wouldn't have a story then. Yeah. So why your loads are so small? <laughs> when you're shooting half loads, oh, you know, you just carry around some like little container and just squirt it stuff on her and act like it's squirted like, stuff on her, Brian. Yeah. Really? Squirt from the flashlight. From the flashlight. Don't forget our sponsor. <laughs> Boy, this show go downhill. <laughs> just, so prop nineteen. Just start is talking about loads man, and I'm telling you. Anyway, yeah, the um, the Lance Armstrong thing. Who the fuck knows what Lance Armstrong did? All I'm reading is this Men's Health article, and uh, the Men's Health article is like everyone that he hung out with is in jail. <laughs> They're either in jail or they went to jail or they got fined or they got busted or they got you know kicked off the uh, Olympic committee or whatever the fuck it is, cycling committee. There, there's like the whole slew of dudes he was hanging with, and they're all busted for wow. doping. It's, they're going after him for the same shit they went after Barry Bonds for. They're going to go after him for the same shit they went after Roger Clemens for, too. It's all, it's all like whether or not you testified. What did you say yeah, when they asked it's you? you lied. You lied. It's the lie. Isn't that crazy? But see, shouldn't we be just as pissed? They lied at the U.S. Department of fucking Congress Library. Shouldn't we be mm-hmm. enraged, you know? About that, They yeah. lie so much. And then it's like, we're going to worry about some fucking asshole biking his way around a foreign country if he got shot up on drugs, but we're not going to freak out as a country well, here's and call these assholes to Congress yeah. if he fucking, they lied about De- denying us history? Well, how about, you know how how about weapons is? of mass destruction? Forget oh, about that. Jesus, how about no the fact shit. that no one went to jail for three, that? Three trillion dollars we spent in ten years. No one went to three jail trillion. for lying about having information about weapons of mass destruction. If you dig into it no. deep enough, you realize that it was a lie. It wasn't simply that we were misinformed because we weren't misinformed. It was no, it was bullshit. They, they wanted to get us in well, there. Well, that's why they've been lying about Afghanistan and no one's and talking yet about that. They're going either. after this dude who rides a bike. <laughs> the They're not going after anybody that was Dude. involved in this weapons of mass destruction thing. I mean, no. when was the last time anybody seriously talked about bringing Dick Cheney to justice? But it's the art of deception. But that's brilliant. 
There's something fascinating about that. Well, There's something him- fascinating about the fact that it's obviously not fair. It's obviously not not correct, and yet we allow it. We, we're com- we're, we're complacent to it, yes. you know. And the problem is, is that the people that are in control just d- just totally deceive us with this stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, you know, good for Lance Armstrong, but come on, really, this does not matter in human evolution on a lot of levels. But the fact that they took away such an important element of our farming and our capability to provide ourselves with raw materials of life—that's epic. I like how you just brought it back to weed. Yeah, it's all about. I weed, like what you man. did there. Yeah. So if if it became legal, are you going to become when? a huge farmer and are you going to start like what's your going to be your big thing like hemp brawls or well the cool thing would be having a place where you could go like a cigar bar and everybody would just get stoned. I want a bowling alley weed awesome movie projected everywhere kind of night night. Yeah, cold. but the problem with the movies is man, people want to talk when they're high. No, 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 no. It's a bowling alley. They're just displaying movies everywhere. Like, ah. like on the walls are all different crazy movies, like, oh. you know, like, like Pulp Fiction and oh, shit. That's distracting. Yeah. You won't bowl well, but. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like kind of like night bowl. It's more of just like a party bowl. Okay, right. And you, you know? could smoke weed there, but you would right. have to have a private club. See, this is the issue. Oh, that's, you just have memberships. Yeah, you'd have to have it. That's why I said like a, a cigar bar. It right. would have to be a private club. Yeah, but it's like $10 to get in. Yeah. $10 membership. Yeah, expires tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's well. You know yeah, something? You can do that. Positronics, why not? which Fucking was this epic wash. marijuana place in Amsterdam, was exactly that in the nineties. Yeah. A private establishment. When you walked in, you became a member, and then you could shop there, hang there, get information there. Oh, okay, but not until you not became until you a member. Became a member. Yeah, because then it was like a collective in a sense. Well, that would be a smart move. Just have instant memberships at the door for ten dollars, and you yep, have to become it was a member. Twenty-five guilders that's at m- the time, pre Euro. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweet move. It that's probably what'll happen. Yep. If well, it gets through. When Prop 19 passes, every single adult is going to be allowed to grow up to 25 square feet of cannabis uh, without a doctor's note. And, you know, the real people that should be crying about this are the doctors that have been writing these right. phony prescriptions yeah, right. to anybody that'll walk up to them. And, you know, even at, you know, trade shows, which obviously I do now, but some of these other trade shows have had just paper mills of doctors, you know, undercutting each other, $35 for a doctor's note. And it just makes a mockery of people that have actually been sick. Right. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, um, but I still think that these doctors, a lot of them, like put their necks out there. They put themselves on like Eidelman. Eidelman lost his ability. Doctor Eidelman is not a, a paper mill. Doctor Eidelman is a very good guy who actually is a, a very well informed doctor who is really trying to help a lot of people out. And the doctors that have stepped up, like Doctor Todd McAreeder and Doctor Lester Grinspoon, who's in that documentary with us and mm-hmm. others, have been uh, phenomenal on the forefront of getting medical marijuana accepted in a legitimate way and in a sense it's their work that's being tarnished by these other doctors that are stepping up and being so you know blasé with writing these recommendations for nothing other than a hangnail and we as a community have caught a lot of slack for this and when prop 19 passes adults that are over 21 are not going to have to go in and renew that doctor's note anymore unless they have a legitimate medical condition and need to grow more than the 25 square feet that the law allows them Okay, I disagree with that because I look at it as a loophole, and I say go through that fucking loophole. I don't the medical loophole. A, I don't think it figure if fuck if you have a hangnail. Absolutely. If it's a legal avenue for you to get medicine, it's not keeping it from sick people. It's not like you're denying sick people. It's not like you're saying, well, hey, this is an insult to people that are sick. No, there's plenty of medicine for them too. That's ridiculous. It's opening up the door to the rest of the population, and that is absolutely a good thing. And the more prescriptions you could write, the better. Well, I don't give a fuck if it's for sunburn or headaches or life. What bothers 
bothers you. Life bothers me. Have some weed. And there's going to be more yeah. weed what everywhere. Is, what is medicine, man? What is well, a fucking aspirin shifting for Shifting back to the bicyclist, it's all about the lie. And what bothers it's me as an adult that I can't just hold up my ID and say, hey, I fucking got it right. When I'm over 21, I can drink booze. I can buy guns. I can drive cars. I can ride motorcycles. I can jack off to porn. But for somehow the government's going to step in and say, we're going to take away your joint? That's bullshit. And you know what? And for anybody that is a lim- li- in a ma- Yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about there's an opening. Get it. There's an opening no, where you can get it even if it's not legitimate. Opening, but it's after this deni- passes... Yeah, but it's not denying anybody their medicine. You have an issue with it because it's a lie, but who cares? It's not denying anybody their medicine, and no, no. it's giving more access can to I people, which spreads more weed, which is better for everybody. Right. I'm down with that, and the hangnail is not, in a sense, a lie. The re- What's the lie is that the guy with the hypothetical hangnail just can't say, I'm a fucking adult. I okay. got to write That's all well and, and good, back but off. You need step one before you can get to step five. Step five, legalization. Step one, fuck yeah, it opened the door. It's giving out yeah, those, hangnail, those hangnail prescriptions, those help everybody, okay? Right. Those open the door for this Prop 19 to make that shit possible. Without the hangnail prescriptions, man, no. there'd be half as many weed smokers. Especially people s- smoke weed because they know they can do it legally in California. There's That's a right. lot of people. Right. I have friends in the business that go, hey, I got my card. It's fucking awesome. I don't have to worry about shit. Right. It feels so great. How many of them? though once 19 passes and they're legal like they have booze are going to go and get a prescription for medical alcohol because they could do it now but how many do because they don't need it they walk into it they buy their jack daniels they go home you can get a they prescription drink for medical alcohol easily i'm sure you can how could they no talk to your doctor i bet you <laughs> uh, i'm not you even gonna say that up no it's not true they were writing them all whiskey. through the 20s absolutely they were they were making Still? medical exemption back then i'm sure in some they made situations. medical exemptions for people for alcohol yeah. during the prohibition absolutely were there medical certain alcohol states where you was, could go and get it oh you can even see the actual like prescriptions for alcohol written on the internet if you touch Type it in. Yeah, because it was a way they were going around alcohol prohibition in the 20s. So there was medical alcohol states? Well, it's better. Alcohol prohibition actually didn't really prohibit you and I from consuming alcohol to the same degree. If we had it, we could consume it, and we could even distill a small amount of it for ourselves, like bathtub gin. You could? You couldn't do it in a production way. Because because there you was, could make your own moonshine back then that was legal? Well, in some instances, yes. Wine was considered sacred. Think about this. They so would have it at wine. church. They, well, right, and here you are distilling distilling alcohol, right. And you would <laughs> also be able to distill alcohol for extracts but you, because you, you would use an herbal extract. So somebody would have to make the alcohol that then soak the herbs that you men made the medicinal extracts with. Okay, so, yes. but were you allowed to have a glass of wine with dinner? During alcohol prohibition? Yes. Personal consumption wasn't prohibited. What? You do realize that, right? No. Yeah, speakeasies. So, so check you, it out. Speakeasies got busted because I couldn't serve you the booze. Once you had the booze, you could drink the booze because we had these fucking things called fucking civil rights back then. And the reason marijuana wasn't put in the Harrison Narcotics Tax Act, the Harrison Narcotics Act back in the 1916, is because they didn't believe that they could fit it in because marijuana wasn't refined, distilled, or manufactured in any way. And the only things that they thought they could limit from humans were things that were refined, distilled, or manufactured. Okay, let, and explain alcohol- to me this whole speakeasy thing. Explain to me how they, so they would bring in their own booze? Is that how it worked? No, no, no. That's what got speakeasies in trouble, and that's because how they, got they would busted. sell booze. They would, they would furnish the liquor. Okay, but if they brought, if people brought their own booze to a spe- like a bring your own beer. Place. Well, you know what's funny in places like Florida after hours, you yeah. can bring your own booze to like these clubs, and then they sell Strip it, clubs. serve it back to you, right? And in Ohio, you can be there after that, hours. Right? This, I, 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 yeah, there was no somewhere. Done. I went to some place with with fucking Mark the Hammer Coleman, dude. We brought in a a, a whole cooler filled with huh. Budweisers, and you know? they served it back I, to I you. I feel like it was. I feel like it was Columbus, man. I don't. 
I don't know, maybe. Same concept. Yeah, that yeah. it was like late at night. It was it was like a private place, I think, and you, you bring in your own beer. Dudes are bringing in coolers of beer. I'm like, this is the craziest. Me and Eddie were like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Weird. And it was because a long time ago. after 2 o'clock, they couldn't furnish you, but they were, could yeah. give you your own stuff. Dallas had a place like that, too. Mm-hmm. See, that seems weird to me because then wouldn't you be able to, like, when they're, like, last call, then you would be able to just go to your car and get your beer from your, you know... Car, like I don't think that's. Like, what are you that talking about? Law? They didn't have oh, like, last call. Back in, They're you not mean, selling to go back alcohol. In. Well, see, but their but their attitude is we're making all our money selling the alcohol. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, right, right. you just like pay to get you. in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they sell you the booze, and they make a ton. And once they can't sell you the booze anymore, they have no interest in that floor being crowded. Well, this place was like after, after two a.m. You were allowed that's to bring right. your own it, shit, and in. that's exactly Weird. what it was. A lot of the beach communities had it. Yeah. yeah, that's very strange. Very strange loophole. But you know, I people now don't realize that back then we actually had civil rights that we didn't give up. You know, it was the commercial well, we production enough. of alcohol that was prohibited. We were close enough to the days of this. The country was founded. It's like it started off in one direction, slowly slid away. Well, you know, though, you hang in Europe sometimes, and you know, Europe has a much stronger base. Of, of civil liberties. You know, women are allowed to be topless in Holland anywhere a guy's allowed to be. You know, they have equal rights, as crazy as that sounds, you know? And here in America, we never really saw World War II happen on our own soil. And we didn't see what it was really like to lose our civil liberties in the way that much of Europe saw Germany come and crush their world. And now they hold themselves a lot dearer. You know, you look at France and the way they protest, you know, when they all collectively take a day off when they get pissed off, there's all this solidarity because they, in a generation ago, know what it was like to lose that freedom and they don't ever want to lose their freedoms again so mm-hmm. United States is less free than France are you, what are you a fucking communist what kind of <laughs> yeah it turns out I think of America's a lot what less about free freedom prize fucking way. remember that freedom, freedom prize was that the most ridiculous shit ever oh yeah you well, remember that oh my god it was shocking I do. That was like um, we were playing a song last week about uh, building the mosque at Ground Zero. There's uh, some some country music guy wrote a mo- one of the "You Can't Build a Mosque at Ground Zero song. It's like the same thing. Really? It's like can't build a mosque at Ground Zero. It can't be a racist so, where I'm a racist. So ridiculous. <laughs> like it's insane. Parker. You know, I, this whole thing though. Although I, I'm not I hate pro religion. mosques. Yeah, exactly. I, I hate all of them. All honestly, of them. they all ridiculous. suck. But most of them won't kill you if you draw their dude. Okay, Islam is the craziest by far. They're taking it to the next level. If you even draw their dude, you're dead. They ex- they they execute a fatwa against you and they go after your ass. They they're gonna kill that chick that wrote that made draw Muhammad Day. She had to move to America and hide. Okay, she had to change her identity and she had to go into hiding because they, they issued a, a death warrant to her because she invited or she invented let's draw Muhammad Day. See, the problem so- is again, it's they. That's you know, what it you is. You know what's so weird we about that though that. is that just recently they decided to become pissed about this because like South Park drew a Muhammad episode like five years ago. Didn't get shit for it. No one talked about it. No one threatened anyone or killed anyone. Then that dude across seas had that little comic that he did and did it and started off some shit storm. So it's not like they Right, but then South Park Park redid tried to do it. it again. Redid it but and because they of that guy. It. Yeah, but because yeah. of that guy. So it's like this one guy's is who they're really pissed yeah, off about. Well, no, no, it's not this or, one or guy. It started really, with no, that guy. No, no, no. It's radical extremism only accelerates. That's what it right. is. It just gets more and more radical. And the more people accept it and fear right. it, that gives them power. Right. When people I, fear that their retribution, it gives them power and it makes them feel like they're doing the right thing. Right. You know, Allah be damned. Allah be damned. A Dutch, a left Dutch politician said that the problem we have is that we should not tolerate intolerance. Yeah. 
and it's true. It's true. Yeah, you can't just tolerate it because you want to be nice as well. Right. Yeah. Then turn the other cheek while they're blowing you up, and it's like, wake up, people, you know? But again, religion is a whole long conversation, and I think it sucks. Yeah, well, it's it's obviously not real, you know? I mean, it's not to say that there's no God, but for sure he didn't write that. None of them. He didn't write any of them. There's probably some good ideas you know, in all of them. first Bibles? Printed on hemp. Actually, it was animal skins. Was? No, King James Bible was not on no, animal skins. No, it was before the King James him. Bible is the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's the oldest yeah. version of the Bible by over a thousand but years. But that wasn't printed. It was written. It was written. Oh, yeah. printed. Yeah. Oh, King James so Bible hemp, was the first hemp. printed Bible, right? Uh, okay. So before, so they wrote it on animal skins, and then they, they write it on head. They papyrus. wrote it on papyrus. Mm-hmm. And then canvas paper. And canvas paper made paper, out of hemp. Paper. Hemp and mulberry. Yeah, canvas, back in China. Crazy. China kept the invention of paper a secret for over 900 years. What? Yeah, read the history. It's phenomenal. 900 years. That's a pretty long secret. How the fuck? <laughs> no, that's right. a massive that's, advantage. That's pretty good. There's not one gossipy Chinese person that's like, oh my no. God. <laughs> hey, they built a wall. They were pretty They were pretty like, yo, you stay over there. We are over here. They had some crazy shit they had figured out. They had figured out way, way before Europeans were fucking around with the wheel and trying to fucking figure out how to dye their clothes. Chinese, they had written the I Ching. You know, which, you know, mathematicians that start looking at that and trying to figure out what, you know, it's basically, if you don't know what it is, it's like a, a, a method of divination. It's almost yeah. like like a, a like a fortune-telling program. It sounds completely ridiculous, but McKenna and a lot of these other psychedelic people believe it's some sort of map of time. And that what they did is come, come up with some insane calendar. And that what the I Ching represents is this insane calendar. It's a lunar, a 28-day cycle lunar calendar. And there's all this, like, you know, talk and research to support this idea. These motherfuckers had come up with that thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah. When, you know, the, the Western world was just useless. We were just barbarians. What do you think about the argument about 2012 that, you know, the Mayans obviously weren't really worried about the little carpenter Jew baby in uh, the middle of the country over there? Because, you know, we, we're based this whole calendar on some Christian thought, and I don't really think that the Mayans were really counting by the same calendar as the Jewish people. The Mayans didn't even predict their own demise. They vanished way before. So, do you know what year it is in China right now, though, for instance? <laughs> That's true. They're like, the end of the world's coming. You're, the end of the world's now for you, bitch. You don't even exist anymore. You know, if Wouldn't you, they be talking about that more? They have no civilization. <laughs> right. You guys had the most advanced civilization at the time, you know, other than Egypt. I mean, other than that, they had, they had the most advanced structures. They, they mapped the, the heavens. With the, they even like, they aligned a lot of their building constructions to solar systems, to uh, constellations. I mean, they, yeah. they were super, super advanced, and they disappeared. Gone. No one was there. When they found those temples, all those beautiful, like Chichen Itza, there was nobody there. Shit was overrun with jungle. They got to hack the jungle down to get to the most incredible structures in they South America. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking, these things are insane. There's, they estimate there's some, something around a thousand temples that they have not discovered that are just in South America, in Mexico, all, all throughout that area. They have no idea. They have no idea how many there are. These motherfuckers just vanished. They were super advanced. They vanished. And they don't know why. I wonder if they had iPhone 5s. Just saying. No, they had better. They had drugs and space and no lights. <laughs> they had no lights. So you saw every single drugs fucking and planet. Space and no lights is yeah. a good combination. And they're, they're just doing massive doses of LSD and, and figuring out the universe. Yeah. There, was a, there was a plant that they um, had uh, harvested that can, can, contained lysergic acid. And this, um, this guy who's the, um, uh, we went no. to Chichen Itza. Ergot. 
Ergot is a fungus that comes right. from but from lysergic wheat. acid. Dimethylene is a distillation process. So it doesn't occur. Well, what is lysergic acid? What is what what does uh, LSD stand for? Lysergic is, acid dimethylene. That's what LSD is. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, this guy who is the um, the, is the translator and the guide to us told us that there was a vine that produces lysergic acid. This is his words, and it was like a form of LSD, and they would take it in this one tomb. They had this this area where it was a, an area where they would go. It was right. this dark cutout room that they would trip in. Right. Ayahuasca. Talking about ibogaine, no? Well, no. Ibogaine and ayahuasca are two totally different things. Ayahuasca is DMT in an oral form. Ibogaine is uh, that plant that gives you this fucking rebirth experience and right. makes people quit heroin. Right. And it's like a super introspective. My friend Ed Clay just did it. And he, really? it, oh my God, he went down to Mexico to an ibogaine clinic. He had a painkiller thing. He had, you know, had surgeries. He's an MMA guy. He's had a bunch of surgeries. And guys, you know, you, you get a knee surgery and your knee's fucked up and you start popping and oxys or something like that to try to so you can get some sleep at night he's addicted and before you know it you're fucked well you know i know a bunch of people that's happened to i know quite a few people that's happened to anyway he goes down to uh, mexico to this ibogaine thing changes his whole fucking life comes back he's like this super like relaxed person now he's like a different guy like just saw his self and his life and broke down his whole world he said it's the most intense introspective experience ever Totally illegal in America, by the way. Right. Totally illegal. Well, he goes down there and, and he experiences this shit. But that's not um, that's not DMT. That's not a, the ayahuasca is the DMT experience. It's a totally different thing. That that's not even really about you. You know, DMT is great. That's, I haven't um, done it in a while. They're the most the most ridiculous thing of all time, right? It doesn't even seem like how is this possible? Dimethyltryptamine yeah. is phenomenal. The but doesn't it feel like that? Phenomenal. Like you're like okay, what is that? What how is happened? that even real? It's surreal for sure, you know. And they're all weird realities, so it reminded me of being a little kid in the hospital and, you know, being high on all the different pharmaceuticals, like the soups they would give me and the feelings of, you know, just boundlessness, you know, not being in your body anymore. Well, that's where those Mayans were, tripping their fucking balls off, staring at space. For sure. Writing shit down. (laughs) Their little squirrely language, little draw. Yeah. Two frogs, two frog, one monkey. <laughs> like this crazy language. It was like little drawings of shit, you know? Well, that's what we started with. You know, the A was originally an ox's head, and then it flipped the other way, and then it flipped the way that we see it now. Really? But it started as an oxen head. Yeah, it had a little eye in it, little dot, and the uh, point went to the left. That's fascinating. Yeah, caneiforms. You know, we were but actually. Why ox? Oh, you don't even say ox with an A. That's stupid. How did it? You can an actually. A? You can. I know. I know. But uh, you can actually look it up. In some of the older, cooler dictionaries, they actually have the evolution of the uh, the letters in them, so you can actually see where they originally came from. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, it's really trippy. I always used to joke around about this, but it really is about something that I would think about when I'm high. But. The idea that we all agree that these certain symbols mean a certain thing. like, mm-hmm. And this was like over thousands of miles, people would come into agreement. And there was no... Well, it's even heavier when you think that there's hundreds of active languages going on <laughs> on this one little globe. And we're all communicating and then saying, okay, I'll say this and you hear that and you'll know what I mean, right? What do you think is the origin of the myth of the Tower of Babel? What do you think is the origin? If For folks who don't know, the myth of the Tower of Babel is that... We were trying too hard to get close to God, and we were connecting. Uh, we're going to make a tower that goes all the way up to heaven, and that God decided to separate us by creating a bunch of different languages. We didn't understand each other anymore, and so we couldn't 
work together. Wow, we're gonna get past you never that, heard that pretty quick. It's weird. Pretty fascinating. No, that is pretty weird shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've done a terrible job of paraphrasing. If you're a biblical scholar out there going, Rogan's retarded. <laughs> you're right, I am retarded. But you know what I'm saying is what I know about it. I'm pretty sure that's the idea of the, the babbling. You know, where's babble come from? I mean, I think the thing came from the idea that you know you they were. You couldn't understand a fucking word they were saying. Do you know what, though? Wait now. I mean, give it 50 years, and we're all on the same page, so to speak. Is 50 years even going to be here? Is that real? I don't know about that. 50 years? You don't yeah. think we'll make yeah. it 50 more years? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really? I mean, I don't are. know if it's going to be this. I don't iPhone know if it's going to be 50. this. <laughs> I, think, I think what has changed us radically is the internet, and the internet is still something, so still something that we plug into. It's still something that's connected. It's not connected to us physically, but we plug into it. People probably thought that about the TV, though, when it first came out, or the radio. You know, it's, People were like, holy shit. Imagine before TV where you couldn't see people's faces you know, mm-hmm. that don't... You know, Only that radio, here. listening yeah. to... Yeah. On a radio. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, well, I mean, they definitely thought that way, but guess what, Brian? They were right. Yeah. It, it's moving towards something much more intrusive. It's moving towards something much more intertwined in some right. sort of a technological reality. And when I was saying that I think that human beings are here to create technology and give birth to some new, new reality, that's what I think it is. I think this. The, the desire for the newest, greatest shit, and all three of us are fucking gadget heads. Like, I saw you today. I go, oh, you got the new iPhone. Yeah. You know, we're, like, we're dorks <laughs> we with that shit. And I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a fascinating draw, the draw of new innovation. And every time I read some story, uh, some new scientific discovery, it's orgasmic almost. It's like, whoa, what are they doing? Fucking A, man. They've got artificial skin that you can feel with. They're developing limbs that you're going to be able to fucking get your arm blown off in war. They build you a new arm and you can feel with it. What the fuck? That's insane. It's insane. It's going that way. It's though, going for sure. that way. It's all going that way. And when you, when you hear about all these things, it's very fulfilling and it's very satisfying on a, on a genetic level. It's like on a human level. Do you think we're fucking up the balance of things? I mean, in 1900, no. there was one billion humans mm-hmm. and a hundred years later, six I think it's supposed to be humans. that way. Do you know how much fucking that, that is in 100 years? Yeah, it's a lot of fucking. But I think that's what it's supposed to be. I think it's all doing what it's supposed to be doing. I think that the human race and the human... I mean, we, we, we want to keep ourselves in line, and we want to be nice, and we want to be kind, and that's why we check each other all the time. We get upset about war. We get upset about all these things. We can do better. We can do better as a race. We've got to stop racism. We've got to stop sexism. We've got to stop homophobia. And this is all correct. It's all true. Yeah. But I, I think the direction that the race moves is the same no matter how much the protesting. So to me, it seems natural. You know, when I look at a big stream of ants and they're carrying some crumbs into their hole in the ground and I look at this big long, I'm like, that is natural. This is all going on. But how is this even being orchestrated? How are they, who's right. telling them to build these under, underground gigantic cities? Well, it's just, just natural. We just accept the fact that this is what they do. I think we, what we do is the same thing. It's just way more complicated. It's way more complex, and we can't quite see the pattern. It like slips out of our fingers. We're so distracted by our own sexual needs and hunger needs and sleep needs and success needs and career needs and validation needs and all these different things where we just think about ourselves all the time and the fucking fascination with material possessions and all these different things. that We, we can't see this big giant picture. We can't see this big pattern that the whole race is moving into. It's true, you know. 
But I think that the internet has given us a better perspective on ourselves yes. collectively, and I think we're able to learn from each other's mistakes at a quicker rate. And I think that humanity is really going to start evolving at a much faster clip now that we're, in a sense, all on the same page and that we're all communicating in, you know, the, dare I say, the same language. Yeah, it's it's eventually going to be the same language because right now the programs that we have are pretty close to being able to translate just about anything yeah. and even switch it into how you would say it in your language. You yep. know, so that like, you know, in some languages they use language completely different than the way we do we, with nouns and verbs and they move shit around and put things in weird places. And when you read the translation, like, what the fuck does this mean? Right. Well, they're figuring out how to translate it, not just both word for word, but figuring out how you would say that same sentence in English. So it's structured as well. Yeah. So it's clear what, what, you know, what you're translating. It's fucking fascinating shit, man. It's fascinating. And I also wonder after, you know, 50 or so years of everybody using English on the internet, how many kids are going to grow up just as English as their, you know, their new language and their original language as like the old fashioned thing their parents did. Could you imagine if there was only one language? Could you imagine how much shit would get done? Well, can you see, you know what's <laughs> interesting though when you say that? Like, yeah. imagine. Languages are going to go away by technology very, very, very fast. No though. languages? Well. So, so what's going to happen? I think like, translate it'll you, mud out. You know, like you'll just sit there and have something translate it to you in, in real time. You know, it's going to be voice detection and everything like that. It's just going to make languages. But there'll languages. still be languages though. People are still going to want well, to talk to each other. Traditionalists will still be there playing with their old thing. But what if a few generations go by? Right. I think things are going to change yeah. profoundly. Well, you're a proponent of the isolation tech. You actually have John Lilly's tank, don't I you? I do. I actually, pretty after crazy. I met John, he gave me his tank. He's got John Lilly's isolation tank. You were my only other friend that ever had one, actually. That's, that's like having Willie Mays' fucking baseball bat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know what's cool? I got his shower shoes to go with it. Oh, so shit. So I actually get out and walk in his shoes every time I go from my that's tank to the shower. Crazy. That's They're crazy. They're not high heels, that's are they? <laughs> now, no, imagine, pretty boring brown but, shower shoes. But Imagine <laughs> when they figure out how to stimulate the mind to create certain states and they do it in conjunction with the tank, which is really the way to do it because it eliminates all the sensory input from this right. world. If they could figure out how to do that, put some electrodes on your head and set you in that fucking tank and light you up like a Christmas tree and you just go into some other world, then maybe people will stop I th- talking. I think Dr. Lilly did that to me with one cc ketamine injected. You know? Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, right? what a rush. Yeah. What did he do? What did he do exactly? Well, when I got there, actually, uh, they... <clears throat> I was going to go into the tank just, you know, straight. And um, when I, you got to rinse off and everything before you go in the tank. And the guy was prepping me and he says, you know, usually when we do it, we, we go in with one cc injected you know, intramuscularly, you know, a ketamine, you know, would you like some? And I hear part of my brain go, no, no drugs, thanks. And then I hear my mouth go, oh, absolutely, I'd love some. And, and then I, I felt like a complete third person in my own reality because he said, no problem, you know, it's injected in a muscularly, is that a problem? And my side of my brain went, needles, no! My mouth, however, went, no problem, that'd right. be great. I didn't want to offend him. Yeah, and, he, and you know what, and, I, and he walked away to go get me the stuff, and I stood there for a minute, and my brain was saying, no way, and, and my other side of my brain went, look, you're at Dr. Lily's house, man, you've come all this way, there's no way you're saying no, and uh, he walked back in, and I felt a little alcohol swab on my muscle, and um, I heard my brain go, no, and then I heard my <laughs> mouth go, Thank you very much. And, uh, and then uh, I, I made the most naive uh, sorrow. Sar- I said, how long does it take to kick in? And I will never forget his face when he went, oh, you haven't done it before? Oh, you should lay down. <laughs> About 40, 
five seconds uh <laughs> and he like put me in the tank and uh now, when wow. you do it what if you do something like that wow. and you have sleep apnea do you run the risk of like choking and not and not breathing uh i don't know i didn't have slept sleep apnea but the last thing i was thinking about was sleeping when he slipped me into that tank i thought i was there to watch the entire world come to an end and um i had like a ringside seat it was pretty interesting so they shot you up with this ketamine. You lie down the tank. Yeah, what you get happens? into the tank and you float. And for me, it right. was the first experience ever floating. And when the tank so for your first experience floating was with ketamine. Yeah. Oh hey, my it happens. God. You know, how do you say no to Doctor Lily? You know, I'd watched the movie Altered States dozens of times. I'd owned the laser disc. That's how. Long so what I'd happened? Had it. What happened after after you, the, it kicked? Personally, forty five seconds in. I, I I thought I was freaking out. And um, the funnier side of this was my good friend was in the in the other room, and I was background panic noise while all this was going on and he didn't know about the ketamine entering into the equation and he was sitting there with dr lily and his assistant at the time craig and um they had no concern of me like sounding like i'm drowning <laughs> and finally uh he asked you know did is he on ketamine and uh and craig said yes and he said would you go get me some and my friend was totally blown away didn't think that was going to be the answer to the you know to the problem and uh, John put some ketamine into his leg and told my friend to have a nice night. And he went into his bedroom. And my friend could see into the bedroom where the tank was next to a bed. And he didn't touch the tank. He just went in and laid down next to the bed. And I actually stopped screaming at that point. And my friend was looking in the bedroom. You like, were screaming. I was freaking out, man. I was <laughs> fucking losing my mind. So, oh, so, oh my okay. so you're in the tank. You they shoot no you up with ketamine. Panic. You panic. You start screaming. John Lilly says, also, give me some of what he's having. Yeah, and I... Honestly, for me, I felt like, uh, well, when I stopped screaming, I remembered it was conscious. I, I, I felt like somebody came into my trip and just said, yo, take a deep breath, calm down. And, and I was like, okay. And, uh, and you know what? I just channeled the energy, and, and it actually was so a really positive experience. So you think that John Lilly joined you in your trip? Is that what, what, what if he joined you in the actual isolation? No, he didn't. Me and my girlfriend <laughs> later on tried it to like get in. It's like that dentist. You know? It's not a cool place for to have a have a friend <laughs> actually. Massage your up. tits. Yeah, <laughs> come here. Let's cuddle. It didn't work. Come but uh, you know what? In a sense, yes, I feel like he did. I felt like there was a telepathic communication. As much as this is going to blow all of the credibility I just had about talking about pot. <laughs> Yeah, I actually felt like Dr. Lily and I communicated on a level that was more telepathic during the time I was under the drug. Now, well, do you think? Do you think like the tank even? It's a true had, story. Don't want to believe it. Do you I think don't the tank care. would even work though if he get, took the same amount of pills and just laid Can on I something tell you comfortable something, or something? The tank. The, no, I don't think no. the pill. Or I wouldn't think that your environment well, would have that big how, of a deal. Here's how the McKenna, tank's huge, right? Here's, no, it's here's, huge. Here's how McKenna described ketamine. He said that it was like you. He believed that when you did psychedelics, you somehow or another connected to the experience that everybody had, had doing those psychedelics before you. That's one of the reasons why the mushroom experience right. is so rich and diverse. It says so thousands and thousands mushrooms. and millions of people over the years have done mushrooms, and you're connected to this one big gigantic growing experience. He said doing ketamine. Mm. He said ketamine is so much more rare that really it, it gave him the feeling like he was in an abandoned a warehouse or a an office building with no furniture in it. That's interesting. Yeah, he said I was felt very enough. alone in my trip initially, yeah. and then when I felt like there was another energy around me, I, I it did feel different, and it was weird. I had a long conversation with that John, was John Lilly after it, and he really he was. I, I really liked the old guy. He was really a nice guy. And then afterwards, when I left, whatever the next day, his, his assistant showed up and said, "You you made a real impression on John. He'd like you to have his tank." 
Go figure. He just gave it to you? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. He probably felt bad. He probably didn't want you to sue him for fucking whacking him with ketamine and throwing him into a fucking (laughs) bathtub. He's like, this dude might sue me, man. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work this. I'm going to work this. I'm going to stroke it. I'm going to call him up. I'm going to say, yo, man, you you are the shit, and I'm going to give you my tank. You know, Oliver Stone went the night before me in his tank. Yeah? Yeah, and uh, and freaked out, too. I wonder if he peed in there jerked off or anything. Huge shit. (laughs) Oliver Stone's a big pooper. I never really thought about that. Until just this yeah, minute, I would have definitely done no, that. No, he did K though and did it. And two yeah. Was, yeah, we both did it. Yeah, we got to wow. talk about it years later. Him and I sit down and chat about our weekend at John's. <laughs> wow, yeah. what a fucking freaky dude! Whack John? people out with hair with a uh, special K and throw them into a fucking tank of you, water. You do know this is the guy that the Day of the Dolphin was made about. He's the guy that did yeah. all of the research dude, on I dolphins. Got all his books. Oliver Mahan. Yeah, you have Oliver yeah. Oh, he's a bad motherfucker. He was awesome. He's got a great book where he actually shows. It's got. Um, the Deep Self has uh, directions yeah. on how to make a tank. Yeah. Shows you how to make yeah. it. Well, that pre that precursed the Sanamari tank I got, isn't it? Sanamari is how do you, S- Samadhi. Samadhi. Yeah, tank Samadhi. I have. yeah, that's what I had too. I had one of those as well. Now I got a, a Float Lab one, the new uh, crazy the new version. version. Have I showed you that? Not yet. Oh, you I can't wait it. to see. It's it. in the basement. You uh, trip. It's uh, fucking. It's the craziest thing. I think the they're awesome, you know. And I think a lot of people have never really been able to meditate within themselves. And when you get in this tank, and there's no resistance on your body, and you can actually, you don't really hear, and you don't really see, and you feel the same temperature as the surroundings around you, you really feel so boundless. And it's yeah. it's truly you're flying through space, man. You flying through space. It's a spaceship. Space. It's, it's a, a spaceship, man. That downstairs is a, is a fucking portal to another world. Yeah. It really is. It really is. When That's you learn how to relax, once you learn how to relax, and it takes a few times, you have to do it a bunch of times and depending on your personality how good you are truly letting go but if you really learn how to let go man you go on trips in that thing dude i used to i used to i'd set an alarm at like 4 a.m if i went to sleep before midnight and i just like walk because i had mine in my bedroom i'd walk right to my tank get back in it and like go back to sleep and wow. like four five six o'clock i would always wake up before seven feeling like man i had just slept for so long and i felt great and my dreams would be so lucid so incredibly real and tangible and holy shit i want to go write them down lucid that's intense so you only Try had to walk a couple steps so yeah. you barely woke up oh i barely woke and up you that's went right, right back right out. back out bam oh, that's amazing you got it it's awesome mine's too far from my fucking bed in the walking, I'd wake up going, what the fuck are you doing with your life, Rogan? Getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> to go meditate. <laughs> and then I'll go on the internet and check my Twitter. Hmm, hey, on the way this? down. Ooh, UFOs. The Congress is... UFO. What's going on here? <laughs> Next thing you know, it'll be an hour later. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm going to get some breakfast, man. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> totally awake. Sipping coffee. Did you see that shit that was on CNN? But these, these, uh, all these former U.S. Air Force employees are coming out about UFOs around nuclear arms, around nuclear yeah. facilities. That's fucking trippy shit, man. I wonder if these guys are all just nuts. I wonder if these guys are all kooks, or if they're like disinformation guys that work for the government. And the government wants us to think there's fucking really UFOs. They can just just distract the Another shit out of people. And, yeah, and meanwhile, Obama's passing all this legislation, making it e- easier for people to wiretap your emails and get into your fucking Twitter account, your Facebook pages, and they're, they're, they're passing all this legislation right under everybody's noses. I wonder if that's what it is. I wonder if it's just a distraction, distraction. tactic. I truly believe it is. I, I mean, mean, they appointed, the UN appointed some chick to be the ambassador when the aliens come. 
Listen, bitch, you don't speak for me. Is that real? Okay. Yes! The UN just appointed and an ambassador. Just sit around and wait? She is a, I believe she's an astrophysicist, and her job is to communicate with the aliens. You don't talk for me, Hooker. Can I just okay? say something? I got a dog. We have been on this planet evolving with dogs for thousands of years, and we don't speak Doberman. We don't speak German Shepherd. And how do we think that they're going to show up and suddenly we're going to be like, sit. Right. <laughs> Good alien. Up. It's fucking up. hilarious. Well, up, up. The idea, <laughs> alien want a snack? The idea is that they're going to be so much more intelligent Unreal. than us, they're going to be under, able to understand what our language is. They'll be able to decipher our language. That's the, the hope and the dream. <laughs> I think they're going to show up and think, food, man, you look soft and juicy. Well, what I've That's always what we said do. is if you look these people, if you look at what, <laughs> wow. what you look at, maybe they just single, eat us. We'd be like cows, you know. If Herd you look them up. At, if you look at what every single intelligent life form on this planet does, they're gonna make sure that they exploit everything weaker than them. That's what that's right. the ethic of space. It seems like it's the ethic the of ethic life of on this pa- on this planet is that's it survival is. of the fittest. It's and when you're the fittest, you get to fuck the ones who are not as fit. That's just the way it is. The, what human beings do to dolphins and Sea World and what we do to killer whales, we know the killer whales rescue human beings that fall off boats. We know that there's never been a case in the wild of a killer whale, a documented case killing a human. The only times they've ever done other it is than Sea World, that's the only times they've ever done it is in Can't captivity. Blame them. And we know what dolphins do. Dolphins kill baby dolphins so that they can force the female dolphin to fuck. Dolphins are ruthless, man. Is that true? Yes, fuck yeah, it's true. Yeah. They kill the baby They kill dolphins. the babies. How do they kill them? It's, they, they kill them with their face. Uh, they kill them, yeah. I and that's one of the reasons, well, yeah, they, dolphins rape the fuck out of each other, too. And one of the reasons why female dolphins are whores is female dolphins are super slutty. And the reason being is because they have to fuck as many male dolphins as possible so that when they have babies, those male dolphins won't kill the babies. So the male dolphin will go, I could be that mine. Bitch. That might be mine. Damn. They like her because they, they get to fuck her. Where'd you and get so, this? It's all true. Down. It's all from documentaries. And so the. Um, the uh, the idea being that the mother does not breed while she's with uh, the babies. It takes like six years or something like that before she's no, willing to breed again. I, oh, before she breeds again? It's before she breeds again because she has to take care of the babies. How, old, how long does dolphin live? It's a good question. I don't know. Huh. I don't know, but You need to know a lot about their sex life. Dolphins are... Well, I'm a freak. <laughs> I'm a freak, son. thinking about fucking one of those I'm dolphins. I've been thinking about fucking one for a while. <laughs> oh, my They're God. They're so pretty. If it only had a sheep's pussy, but mm, it was a dolphin. Right. I'd be in there, son. <laughs> Put those two together. Yeah, if you get fuck it, and it could drag you through the water at the same yeah. time. Yeah, take you on trips. You go like thirty it, miles an hour. You better be able to hold your breath. God damn, that'd be. We're good. gonna need to design some new dolphin that you can fuck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you could just climb on the back of a dolphin and just get a flashlight attached yeah. to the dolphin. You, you could probably it. do that. Could be. A I, I heard it already feels good. There's videos on the internet of people fucking dolphins. Have you seen those? No, no. Is that yeah, that can't yeah. be real? That's, that's totally real. No one's fucking dolphins, dude. I'll show it to you. How's that possible? Huh? They, their penis comes out and the the woman gets I, underneath it. I don't remember. It was a. You making this show? No, I'm not. No. There's videos, that, that tons of videos be. of people fucking dolphins. Can't be tons. Actual sex, Brian? Yes. Oh, I need. I, mean, I need you. some clarification. I'll show you one. Okay, we need to. We need to go deep on this one. Is that true story. We yes. can't just leave people out there thinking that there's human I wonder how many people are right now going, this is bullshit. I will look myself. Dolphins oh, a lot of people. That's the beautiful thing about the internet now. You know, I mean, instantly you can find out. You can Google and at least get the general consensus. I mean, you can't find out who killed Kennedy. There's some shit no. you can't find out. But you can Google yes on 19 and yes. help us win in California. Yeah, Proposition it's like 34 days 19. away. Prop- yeah, it's yes on 19.com. 34 days away, and what are the most recent polls? Recent polls show us winning. Uh, it depends on whose poll you look at, Fox or what have you. And uh, 
Wow, they make very human sounds. And what are you uh, doing, Brian? He's looking up. Finding Wait, some you said it wasn't is, true. Is, it? is it real? Don't tell him it's this not true. Real. <laughs> it's not real? That well, one's not real. he's on an iPhone. That one's a guy with a fucking dolphin, Apple. dolphin uniform. Apple isn't going to let you look at porn. Yeah, man. How do you think you're going to look at that on that? <laughs> They're going to say, no, dolphin porn, no good. Yeah, but they can't stop you from going to all those, uh, those websites now. They go to HTML5 because of the iPad. All the porn websites, they, none of them are Flash-based anymore. They're like, oh, really? You can't get on the iPad? Oh, let's just change this shit up, son. Whoa. They change everything to HTML5, and then that works on your iPad, and then you you can watch porn on your iPad. Who would have known innovation leading the way again? It's porn leading the way. Hey, there are are a lot of Christians who need their porn. They do. You know? How about that new dude that got busted? What's his name? Eddie Long? Is that his name? The new uh, big black black preacher got busted. Yeah. Banging some boys. I'm just saying. What is his name? Dude, that's double bad because, you know, brothers ain't supposed to be even thinking like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? brothers do not get no down homo, with the No homo, man. That's, that's, that's why the Proposition 8 passed in California. Wait. A lot of gay people uh, <laughs> were really pissed off at black folks because well, black folks voted some ridiculous whoa. number. Hey, ridiculous the, percentage those voted for Those white folks it. should be mad at their Christian siblings who brought Christianity to all these poor people, you know, because that's really the problem. Okay, well, you're going back Fake with morals, a little man. bit far with your blame there, fella. Whoa. What is this guy's name? Ed Long? What was the guy's name that got busted? I want to read this online. <laughs> could it be, could it be Ed Long? That's like his point. No, name. you're right. Due to the so- size of the dolphin's dick, the best way you can have sex with a male dolphin is to masturbate him. Brian, 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 Brian. Not yeah, a male dolphin. Is, what a, dude, but a female his dolphin. His name is so Ed gay. Long. His oh name is. It's no, Eddie is it really? Long. Yes. Eddie Long? It's true. Eddie Long. That's <laughs> you couldn't write this fiction. You best. really couldn't, man. It's like you remember when that um there was a uh, Eddie Long. Yeah, Bishop that's Eddie his name, Long. Man. It's Look all in the name. You know it, right? Look from at the him. Here's the best the part. Homie's got a pink tie. Oh, how about that? So he's the one taking it. Yeah, we're watching it. Not necessarily with the pink tie. Kind of soft. Yeah, but he, everything else is black. Well, his outfit's dark and strong, powerful. He's just letting you know. I'm into I'm that saying. boy pussy. Wow. <laughs> Bring him the flashlight. This is this is a big ad. They make Could you watch ads now. Yeah, it's they're not, good at it. Captive ads. They're saying fuck your TiVo. I know. It's like the only time I ever watch ads now are when I'm trying to watch a YouTube clip or it's this evil. is CNN.com. A and E. Hey, you know what, man? It's only thirty seconds. Whatever. Well, of my life added up. So this guy, this Ed Eddie Long, another Christian man in a position of power that it turns out was actually banging boys. Shocking. What if what if what if like the Catholic Church has been run by gays who are angry at the straight people this whole time? <laughs> right? And they get to wear their dresses and have their fabulous cars and they drink out of their gold chalices and be covered in all these colors and live in total secrecy and then pick out the little gay kids the right only, out of the straight the audience. The flaw is that and, they and hate Madonna. Whoa, what do you mean, Madonna? <laughs> the churches hate Madonna, you know? And gay people love Madonna. Gay people love Madonna. So that, See, that therefore, throws, your analysis yeah. does not hold so water. Whoa, I think it's true. <laughs> That's what you think it is? It's an ancient gay cult? Yeah. Makes the pope, sense. pope wearing yeah. a dress? Yeah, of course. The Ain't whole gay. deal. What's up with that crazy fish head? Hat? All of them at the Vatican. Uh, let All me think. Them. I don't want to fuck women. I want to go live with men for the rest of my yeah. life. Pretty much again, and you're not even allowed just to saying. masturbate. Why not just? Oh, nocturnal emissions. Well, you can't even dream about getting off. Well, how about saltpeter? That shit they give them That's, to keep them from getting horny. That's not true. It's not real. It's an urban myth, pretty much. It's an urban myth, but they it? still they actually isn't give it, it to them. Saltpeter is real sodium shit, dude. stuff. I think. No, I don't think it is. Might they not say work. it in jail all the time. They say, "Oh, there's saltpeter in the food." Really? I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say. 
Yeah, well, I still dream of my girlfriends and wake up feeling fairly aroused. Even well, if I'm I don't in prison. think they really saw Peter in jail. That's one of those urban legend type things. But it's total urban legend. The whole idea is ridiculous. The whole idea that anybody would ask you to not have sex. Like, why would God give me a dick if I didn't want to use it? God, don't procreate. Go. Yeah. yeah. God doesn't. Not only does want not want you to procreate. Whoa. Doesn't want you to feel affection. Doesn't want you to love someone. I love how people that talk about you know there's no evolution there's just creationism they don't want to talk about incestual relations between Adam and Eve and all their kids yeah what's up where that? the fuck that come from God show up yeah. again with a new boat hey I got new fresh fresh meat yeah there's a bunch of <laughs> Here you go brothers for the and sisters fucking like crazy well, that would be what it had to be wouldn't it if you go yeah. with the Christians yeah. and then they did all this in 6,000 years so yeah. what's up you're my brother what's yeah, up yeah that's, that's my okay. Christian Just brother don't eat that apple that shit's bad no and you know don't listen I to that love snake. that in the union that was the first prohibition the, yeah. the, the prohibition of thou shall not eat from the, the tree of knowledge and, and who was the big cop right God yeah, right? and how many someone. people two two people he had to police and God according to Christian mythology couldn't handle prohibition yeah how hilarious is it God would make some shit that he didn't want you to eat and tell you don't <laughs> eat it I'm telling you I will fuck your world up oh 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 you ate that apple that I told you not to eat well guess what you don't ever get a second chance you're fucked forever your whole species is fucked Joe do you ever wonder if that's <laughs> do you wonder if that's that great. snake that one snake the original snake ever made it if he made it on Noah's Ark do you ever think about that like no I wonder because if that snake was the devil yeah, it wasn't really was a snake. Serpent. That was ah, see, that's how much evil. I know. I was just yeah, like, no, I, was, no, I was hoping no. that snake made it. Maybe that snake is all around us all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Pretty much. The whole idea that, you know, they'll make fun of fucking Muslims or they'll make fun of Scientologists. They'll make fun of, you know, like, oh, they're, they've got the wrong thing. You, well, you better I, come to Jesus. But see, I argue that everybody's an atheist because a Jew doesn't believe in a Christian God and a Christian God doesn't believe in Buddha and a Buddha doesn't believe in a Jewish God and none of them believe in Muhammad. So it's really, they're all atheists because they don't believe in anything but their little fantasy, truthfully. So they're all atheists to somebody else's shit. To somebody else's shit. They don't believe in their other gods. So bam, suddenly we're in alignment. I just don't also believe with any of their gods. It's amazing that there are so many different religions. Hundreds literally we were neat we were lost we needed direction we needed right. someone to walk but up and go amazing. i know where the food is i know where you'll be warm i right. know how to heal you sick when you die and come with me right it's amazing that there's so many different religions but even though we know that they all say different shit everyone is willing to die believing that the one they believe is right even though there's so many examples of contradicting ideas for whatever fucking reason, we compartmentalize that when we, you know, go down the road of being a Mormon or go down the road of being a Catholic or a Baptist. We just we don't teams. look at it. Just don't we just look say at it. this is my team and screw your team, and it's a very N- NFL mentality. You know, rah rah, my team, boo your yeah, team. It's all the same shit. All, it is all the same yeah. shit. When but I was I in Indiana, I was in Indiana for a UFC. Anybody who fought somebody from Indiana, even if they were American, they would boo them. Really? You're not from Indiana. Boo! Oh, that's right. This is our local boy. It's Hoosiers. But think about it. Indiana's great. Don't get me wrong. But the uh, the mentality is so fucked up that you're you're booing against other Americans because they're not from a similar place. They're not within a certain distance of where you sleep. Right. So you're they're you don't even like them right now. Boo! He's going up against our guy. Like we need. We don't just have Americans versus the rest of the world. We'll go down to neighborhoods. We'll br- we'll break it down to neighborhoods. We'll break it down to the Hatfields and the McCoys. You know. The problem with Indiana is there's nothing else to fucking do there, and they're not known for much in Indiana. And so that movie Hoosiers came out. Everyone was like, sports is now our big thing. So now it's what? like Dude, seriously, the movie no. came there's out nothing. because sports is a big thing. Right. 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 
but but they're so proud of that movie and that because that's all they have kind of living in Indiana. They used to have this thing called the Indianapolis 500. That was kind of uh, big uh, rednecks yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of shit, dude. Yeah, so yeah, it's very not very sportsy. We've got to bring farming back to the Midwest. Is what we got to do. We got to weed really farming. Bring you bring it back to weed, not right? Weed, man, but oh, hemp. We need oh. hemp, man. Well, I know. Look, farm aid right now is in its 25th year, and the problem with it is 25 years, and they've gotten where because all these people they're trying to convince they built their 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 farms on corn and cotton are completely cr- wrong, and they're not going to have any economic independence back until they get their hemp back. When, in and the they Indiana, get their John back. John Cougar Mellencamp came onto the screen, and they booed him. Really? In Indiana? Yep. I he's he from, from Indiana. Indiana. He is. They, they, they didn't liberal. get the cue card? He's a liberal. Oh, he's uh, liberal. Fucking really? liberal. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's it was crazy. They showed him. I expected everybody to go ape shit. Boo. Wow. Boo. You know, in Ohio, the farms are getting so bad that they're like closing farms left and right that a lot of the farms are turning into shopping centers. Where my mom lived, just in five years, used to be farms everywhere. And now it's like commercial buildings and just they're losing all these farms because there's no money in it or something's not going on right, right uh, in the farming industry in Ohio. Well, there's, there's, it's very difficult to run a farm and make a profit. It's incredibly difficult. It's so fucking hard. Especially when you're up against unfair trade practices and fucking fuels that come from 9,000 miles away. Well, how about seeds? You know, you don't even own your seeds when you're a farmer. When you get well, seeds look, from GMO's Monsanto. GMO is a big deal. And you yeah. know what? Hemp is the one thing that we need to really push that we don't have GMO control of. We have to stand up and ask for, you know, our civil rights back. We have to demand them back, in fact. I mean, when we outlaw Well, let's explain plant, the seeds thing, though. What I was saying is seeds, ahead. when you buy seeds if you're a farmer and you buy these seeds that have been made by this company Monsanto. You don't, yeah you don't own those seeds you go you got those seeds and when you plant your new plants and you grow like say if you grow peppers you can't take the seeds out of those peppers and grow more peppers because oh, really? you don't own that that's right you don't own that's that right. they'll sue you like copywritten they'll Mon- sue you like if you it ju- is. yeah it's incredible Monsanto has actually people that, that go around and test crops of people that they suspect are using are a serious? generation away from their last seed. And it's really scary. I mean, and you know, how crazy is that? Now, can you take those seeds and like make new, new versions of that seed? No, or it can't have any no. trace of it no. at all. Is it even traceable? genetically modified, so ah, they know what the genome right. of this particular plant, plant that they've created is. Right. So, if you have that shit in your field, you have to pay them every right. year. Every year, wow. you have to pay for new seeds. You can't. The, the way people always did it is you grew tomatoes, you took the seeds from the tomatoes, you grew more tomatoes. They can't, you can't do that now. It's illegal. Wow. Like, that is the nuttiest shit ever. And that's the number one reason for gem- genetically modifying food is to control the market. And that's yes. the number one reason also why marijuana will always remain illegal to a lot of people, or they, they'll want to keep it illegal, rather, is because no. they can't control it. No. You know hemp is grown in every industrialized country other than America. It's amazing. Right. How crazy is that? Canada, right up north, right above us, right. they're growing it. They grow all of the seed products that are in Whole Foods and all that nutrition So stuff. all this is money that farmers could be making. Here. All this yep. shit. All this That's shit. Absolutely they're right. stealing from them, these cunts. Yep, the government is stealing from them. Stealing, Hugely. I love stealing. This and country, it's stealing guys. it by denying it's them the their best own country history. everywhere. It's the fucking best country. Let's go to Indiana. Proud to be an American. They're going to bomb California. Is what they're going to do. What are they going to do, wow. man? Because when that Proposition Nine takes over, nineteen and nineteen Proposition Nineteen, I, I was thinking gay. It's one 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 yeah. of <laughs> eight. The um, when they when that shit goes into effect, if and when, it's going to change the culture. 
It's gonna. That's the it big. Is. The big change is gonna be in people's behavior. Because you can talk all the paper you no. want, but what what the the most fascinating thing to me is what it does to people socially. It changes the fuck out of human beings. Right. Well, you know, some of the things that people are coming out against Prop 19 is saying is that it's going to lend itself to corporations, and it's not true. Corporations are well, not who's going to... Well, who's saying that? Who's saying that? Well, believe it or not, we have a lot of people that are in the medical marijuana industry that don't want to see Prop 19 passed because they're comfortable right now and they're profiteering, and they don't want to see, you know, a status quo change. And it's really sad because these are the people that benefit the most when their local communities allow them to start selling to anybody over 21 without a doctor's note. Right, but the doctors who've been making their living for all these years giving away prescriptions and charging 150 bucks a pop that's that source of income these guys have that's doctors were historically wealthy and they'll do fine actually practicing medicine i'm sure maybe but when you're set up for years and years and years just giving out medical marijuana prescriptions and you're comfortable with it then all of a sudden something's going to come along to make your business go away and you're going to have to come up with some whole new business but if you're a selfish douchebag, I could see where you'd be like, man, I don't want this isn't, to pass. Isn't that why the alcohol beverage industry is giving to the campaign against us? Of course. You know? Isn't of that course. why all these interested, self-interested companies are of stepping course. up? Yeah, it's you all know, the same some, thing, but some you, we don't expect it out of the medical marijuana doctor. Another lie I heard was that big tobacco money's behind this when it's, it's such bullshit. Proposition 19? Yes, when you can look up and see where all the money came thing from. Ever. It, it Realistically, though, Prop 19 was passed by somebody that, as somebody I've known for over 15 years, he's a really good person that really just wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to put forward a more liberal initiative, but he had cash and he polled the initiatives and he found that more liberal initiatives were not polling well enough to actually pass. So he actually pulled back, pulled back, pulled back on the verbiage until he got an initiative that polled well enough to pass. And what a lot of people don't realize is that this is not the means to the end. This is just... Or this is a means to the end. It's not the end. It's just one small step in the evolution of getting our freedoms back. And this Prop 19 is going to be one step closer to having our rights back. And what a lot of people aren't talking about, which is pissing me off, is that we got Meg Whitman buying her way into the governorship. And we have Steve Cooley, who has been the guy down here in L.A., for those of you who don't live in L.A., who has been closing down all the Los Angeles pot clubs. And if this guy gets the top cop position in the state of California and Prop 19 loses all of these idiots, and I'll say you are idiots that are going against Prop 19 that are selling medical marijuana are going to lose your businesses and lose your freedoms. And the only thing that's going to protect you right now is if everybody in the state gets the rights that you have been getting for the last 14 years since medical marijuana the, passed. Let's not concentrate name? on these dildos. Let's concentrate on that. Yeah, let's concentrate on that cop. Not what's the cop's name? On- yeah, I'm sorry. Steve Cooley is uh, this is the guy that's running for attorney general, and he's basically running against somebody that's against the death penalty. And in California, you might as well be running against somebody unopposed. He's running point. against someone who's against the death penalty. Yes. Oh, so he's running unopposed. In that sense, he is yeah. absolutely. And when he gets in, his agenda is to do in the state why what he's he already wanna, done in L.A. Well, why does he want to shut down medical pot? stores What's ideologically uh, who knows who knows what he's invested in who knows what his reality is from it's who whoever knows what is it's, a part you know, of his campaign it's now, all what part happens? of his life you know who knows who, who who really he's loyal to in that sense you know but there's something there's some campaign contributions or something there's something going on i would love to be able to, to find it, follow the money forensically and see exactly where it what changed be, right? these people because in some ways there's got to be strengths pulling them you know, and it's not cheap to run a campaign in the state of California. You need to get on the side of people with a lot of money. Well, that's and where that Meg Whitman chick don't have is a strange. lot of collective money. That oh, Meg, Meg Whitman is blowing chick, big money. She is very, very rich. And what is she? What was her position in eBay? She had something to do with eBay. She, I thought, founded 
not founded. She was the one that was brought in and like brought them from being a very small company to a very large company. She helped organize them and she rode their growth curve. Okay, so she made a ton of money off eBay and now she wants to be the governor and she's spending how much money to do this? She's already spent over a hundred million dollars of her own money to become governor. A hundred million dollars for a job that pays two hundred thousand a year. Google it, people. How much is how much does it pay? It pays nothing. And and this is a scarier point. It's like, what do you think she's going to accomplish with this hundred million dollar influence? What is she doing this for? It's test them out to their ego. You know, it's building a big. You know, why did Arnold it do it too? And you know, this is. Did the you just turn my volume down? No. This is the part that kind of bothers me. Is that this is more of what we've had for a long time? It's just that now we're looking at it and we're grossed out by it. But don't think before newspapers <laughs> and internet carried the word that robber barons weren't running politics going back to the 30s and 40s and 50s. And when when I say they, I don't mean to sound like some conspiracy nut. I mean to sound like somebody that's realistic about the fact that alcohol got together after prohibition and went, "Yo, who's our competition? Oh, these kids are smoking this loco weed out of cell, and then right. we should go okay, after but let's that." Let's look at it this way. Okay, this but Meg that's Whip- true. Okay. okay. Okay, this Meg Whitman woman, she is obviously very wealthy. Um, so it's going to be very difficult to buy a person who's very wealthy. She's very wealthy. So why would this very wealthy person want to stop medical marijuana in California? Because that is what she wants to do. What would be her motivation? Because it would not be financial, right? She doesn't need the money. She's spending $100 million Can to I become governor. You don't think that the alcohol companies for sure are not giving her $100 million to kill When weed. you have that much money, Joe, it isn't sitting in a locker at the edge of your bed. It's sitting in investments. And I'd love to know what her portfolio is vested in because she has people that are actually standing there saying, this is what I'll advise you to do. And anybody that's advising somebody that has literally hundreds of millions of dollars vested away is going to say, listen, this initiative is bad for your liquor investments. It's bad for your pharmaceutical investments. It's bad for your So you think it's purely a financial decision on her I part? I think a lot of why we're dealing with prohibition and why we're dealing with people that are against it is because of the financial connections they have. And the more wealthy they are, the more people lean against them. How, how few, in a sense, do we have of you? Because here you are a guy that made it in TV. Five years on news radio, five plus years on, on Fear Factor, you have a career. You will have advisors around you saying, listen, Joe, if you do stupid stuff, it's going to not get you the big jobs. It'll pay a lot of money, and then I'm not going to make money. So are those persons going to advise you to go be the activist that you've become? Or are they going to say, bro, really? Because I know that a lot of other actors have to stop and think, man, I won't get hired if, if I start getting all radical. And that's what they really believe. So they towed the line. You are so rare because you haven't towed the line. You said, fuck it. I'd rather be happy and be myself than be some slave to a corporate you know, dictation. Yeah, well, you don't have to do it that way. Those guys are pussies. A lot of them are. <laughs> That's really but, what but, it is. But, but when you I look at it. be yourself as how, long as you're a nice person. But how few Woody Harrelsons and Joe Rogans do we have speaking up for the right reasons? Um, well, you know what? A lot of people have families and they want to play it safe and they feel conservative and they get paranoid and they, they don't trust in the greater good of humanity and the, the people's ability to see what they're seeing. They don't, they don't have faith in their ability to express themselves so that people understand the point of view that they have and where they're coming from. Right. I and, have and they'll confidence actually, in my ability to express myself. And you do it for us all well, in I think a way that... it's important for everybody. I think everybody should and would do it. If you're, if you're a rational thinking person, why would you live your life pretending to be something other than who you are you know why would you not want people to know about something that's radically changed the way you look at the world why would you not want to why because fucking meg whitman says it's bad look at that bitch get the fuck out of here did she quit or get fired from ebay i don't know because she's a woman who wants to be in control of things and that's always freaky she probably don't need a mom isn't ebay 75 percent of ebay's audience stone people in the middle of night buying shit she should know her audience i don't know she probably pulled a sarah palin i got fired you know she's whacked away for more lucrative investments. It's creepy, man. Women that want to run shit creep me out. 
No, I know, I know it sounds gross, but no, it's totally it shouldn't true. Sound gross. Why? Because Hillary Clinton he doesn't she doesn't creep you out? She is a creeps creeper. me the fuck out. Right. But Condoleezza Rice, if Condoleezza Rice was running things, don't you think he'd freak the way fuck out? Creepy. But creepy, there's a lot dude. of creepy guys. Dick Cheney. Right, creeps they're me creepy out. too. I'm not right. saying I want guys running shit, but at least they've been doing that forever. My when a chick wants to hop in there and compete with the men, I'm like, what are you crazy bitch? What are you doing? You're not balanced. You ain't you know, no fucking yogi. You're not gonna see through the maze. You're you're fucking just as crazy as the men, if not crazier, because you have to be because you're a, a woman, and because they're going to prove that they're tougher than the men they're I replacing. Was and that scares me. I, there was a, a moment where Hillary Clinton was running for president, where I was thinking, you know what, she's going to win. And what if she wins and she gets into a position where one of these crazy fucks from another country tests her because she's a woman? I mean, if assuming oh that political power is real and that the president really has any say and that anybody in another country really does pay attention to him <laughs> that it's not all this big gigantic Bilderberger meeting group <laughs> assuming that a president is real could you imagine what Putin would do if he sat across from fucking Hillary Clinton or Sour Palin at a at a at, at some sort of a negotiations? It's meeting? horrible. He would crush them. Isn't he would mock them? He would dis. He would well because would, most cultures put their most intellectually capable people in power yeah. and uh, not their uh, not you know. Yeah. Best idiots, the class well, it's just, clowns. I mean, it's just—it's uh, not that—it's not that men should be running shit, right? It's not because I think the most I think the people. idea of the alpha, the one, the idea of having a leader is fucking ridiculous. I think it's some archaic shit that we have to figure a new way around. So I'm not saying that men should be running shit, I but I'm totally saying that anybody that. who's a woman that wants to run shit. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, you don't even have a dick. Why are you trying to control everything? What are you doing? Why are you trying to fucking grab the reins? I don't what know. are you doing? We- I don't want to be president. Okay, I'm not, I don't want to be a leader. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I am better than a woman who would be doing the job. I'm saying when I see a woman who wants to be a leader, I understand the man wanting to be a leader. It makes sense to me. Even if I don't believe in it or agree with it, I understand it. When I see a woman that's want to do it, I'm like, look at that crazy bitch. That's what I think. I think you want to be the king of the world and you're a chick? Whoa. <laughs> You know, There's an but yet Iceland's in not in wars, and they had a they female president. Over there. It's yeah, frozen. No. I was gonna, I was starting to think of all the female leaders around the world. I'm like, there's a lot. Actually, it's totally sexist. A whole lot of queen beaches. It's, to- it's totally sexist. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think anybody should be a leader. I think the whole idea. I like is that based so much on some. It's based on some leftover fucking shit from back when we were a tribe of 200 monkey people, and we needed a leader to protect us from the other monkey people who wanted to rape our women and take our food i mean that's what it is the idea that one person can represent the whole country like a president i don't give a fuck if he has a cabinet i don't give a the idea that there's a one guy that stands there and, ladies and gentlemen the president of the united states you know like, come just on. Voice, no, it, it's, it's, but it's, it's even the voice even the figurehead even it's the a descendant of royalty it certainly it's is. an avatar it you know, is. the whole idea is ridiculous it's 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 so but ridiculous. they created our whole structure in america to compete against what they were what, what they were fighting which and then they England. became that and worse and they became way worse right <laughs> way worse it's beautiful i love this i'm, I'm gonna hear so much shit from my female friends well thanks you don't think it. women should be running things oh what does that mean you think men do it better uh, maybe maybe men have been doing it wrong for so long. Maybe it'd be good for a woman to give it a try. Like, you're, you're definitely comfortable in your relationship, Joe. That's what not a worldly thing to say if she's a woman. What do you mean? Meaning, like, I, I, I would never, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, yeah, fuck, women should be presidents. You know, right now I'm like, yeah. What was his name, John Bobbitt? Women should totally be presidents. What are you talking about? He's saying he's afraid to get his dick cut off right. when he goes home, and he's <laughs> obviously saying you're not. Right, right, so. right. No, bro, what he's saying is, you misread. He's Whoa. saying is he's trying to pretend to be someone different, so he's attractive <laughs> right. to female. Well, 
females. Well, I'm not going to start bashing the female race. That's right what it now. is. I'm not bashing the females race. <laughs> oh listen, most God, women, no, females that's how race. Women's okay, take listen. That. Well, the women that take that are cunts. <laughs> and you, listen, I'm not bashing the female race because I'm not bashing the male race that doesn't want to be president. Right. <laughs> you know, most of the male race doesn't want to be president. You don't want to be president. It's not a male thing. It's a leader thing. It but is. what I'm saying is, I understand the creepy fuck control freak men. I understand that instinct. But when I see a chick that wants to rock that, right. I go, what's going on there? You see, like Sarah Palin. I guess one way Sarah Palin is just this dummy that got stuck into a nice position and she's trying to make some money. I mean, that's really what it is. But after a while, it's not that anymore. After a while, it's like, well, you're the figurehead for the retard movement and you're just like them and you got a microphone on you and there's a spotlight on you. And oh, now you're a fucking problem because you never were supposed to get to this point. And somehow you've artificially been inserted into the public consciousness with no merit. And now all the retards go, just like me. (laughs) Woo. I hope, the, I hope then they rise up and start these fucking tea party rallies. Have you watched any of that shit? They're crazy. God damn. Insane. And Glenn Beck is just making gold underwear and gold socks and, and diamond covered fucking cars. I mean, that guy must be just scraping it in with rakes. He's so obviously full of shit, too. It's like his game only works on the dumb. It only, But there's so many dumb people. It's a very effective tactic. Him and her together, man. They, they scare the fuck out of me. Double dumb. Dub- yeah. Glenn Beck and Sarah Palin, if they combine forces like they daughter, did at that Tea Party the meeting, president. <laughs> dude, they could they could run for president, man. That's real shit. I hope the first president's a black lady with a lisp and that's totally a lesbian. I hope it's like every single horrible thing that's wrong with you know like you know banning gay marriage, you know women presidents. I hope it's all combined into one like super president that <laughs> just pisses off everybody. <laughs> I hope it's an alien. An alien. I hope an alien wins in disguise of a human being and then tells everybody. <laughs> now that we have a diplomat, Listen, we'd like to use Now her. that I'm in place and I'm running shit, you bitches need to sit the fuck down. We've been thinking about exterminating you fucks for about 50 years now. I thought <laughs> your concept of together. us being mold was really accurate. We're well, it is a, an, a giant life form. It's mm-hmm. a giant life form on a superorganism. That's yep. what the human race is. The human race is on Earth. Earth is a life form. It is a superorganism. You know, we don't think of planets that support life as a life form, but because it, it's an environment where life grows. But I'm not so sure about that. If you look at lava in the center and the magnetic core, and you look at the the magnetosphere and the atmosphere, yeah. and like this is like it's not just a, a, a place where life is. It's almost like a system. It's alive and it we're might be conscious. Yeah. We don't know what's conscious, man. We're guessing, and we we assume that conscious means that it can talk like us and move like us, but we don't know. We don't. There's yeah. a lot of evidence that there might be something going on inside trees, some sort of a fucking uh, a re- reaction that trees and, and plants have to people. Well, think of cellular intelligence. You yeah. know? And that's really where we've always thought, oh, it's in our brain, and then there's this myth that we don't even use our own brain, all of our brain, and it's like, really? Do you, you know, how many of us, are you stupid that you believe that your whole body's not actually shooting at all? all marks right now and i think that our capability of intelligence is really really deep well that's that's a metaphor i think for um wasted potential like people have this idea sure. you know that we're only using 10 percent of our brains if we just really concentrate like that no one even knows what that means what does that mean you're only using 10 percent of your brain what's going on with the other 90 percent of your brain <laughs> like we don't i even think know it's what the, useful well you know how yeah. we know how the brain works when we blow holes in parts of the brain we shoot people in parts of their head and then we go oh you can't see anymore i guess that's the part where you see out of <laughs> It is. You know? Oh, we drill a hole here, oh, and look, he, he still all talks. of a sudden he's calm. Well, I guess this is the part that makes him aggressive. We'll just drill a hole in that bitch. Well, that was the lobotomy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they did. When people got a little nutty, they go, look, we do, what do you want to do? You want to kill him? One, you want to drill a fucking hole in his head and see if we can fix him? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. 
Yeah, it went too far. Yeah, they would fix people by drilling holes in their head. Holla back. Holla back, y'all. Do you know, you ever, there's a, a whole um, group of humans that voluntarily put holes in their head, and they believe that it uh, alleviates pressure and gives them euphoria, and that the pressure of the growing brain trapped inside the skull causes headaches and all sorts of problems. And in Africa, there's fucking cultures that have done this where they, they literally, they cut the entire skull. I posted it on Twitter. See wow. if you can find it. I mean, I don't know what you would look under. There's a, there's a term for it. There's a term for it for Extreme cutting holes in, in yeah. someone's head where they call like, – shit, I'm, I'm fucking up here because there's an, an actual term for it. But people do it on purpose. It's like it's a it's – a, see if you can find that. Man. But people are crazy. Voluntary holes tree in panning? the head. Yes. Tree, tree panning. panning? T-R-E-P-A-N-I-N-G. It's often to leave pressure beneath a surface, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and there's, there's a video of these African dudes where they do it with no anesthesia, and they do it with these fucking stone tools. They, like, strip away your fucking scalp and cut out your bone. Oh! And they, and they, and they don't just do it once. They do it as many as 20 times. They In a life? One, yeah, and they fuck their brains up. Because dudes are, not only that, they, oh, you they, have to wear, they have to wear hats from oh, then on. I'm sure. Because their, their brain is exposed. There's a, like a canoe-shaped cutout on the top of their fucking skull. Dr. John Clark was the first one to do it in 1664. And he taught the Africans how to do it? That's what he, they're saying U.S. I'm sorry, U.S. U.S. American. Hmm. Well, what who knows? He might have. It might have been just like religion. We brought oh. Christianity over to Africa. It's just his first physician to perform it in the U.S. And he did it as a alleviating pressure on someone? Yeah. Whoa. It's like, if That's you crazy. can think about it, someone's out there doing it, man. You've seen those women in... Um, Suri, is that where it is in Africa, where they cut their lip and stick a plate in it? Have you seen that shit? You know no. what I'm talking You never seen the plates in the oh, lower lips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the Suri. I Dude, didn't know the name. It's the most insane thing. It's not just weird. The bigger the plate, the more cows they're worth when they get married. So, like, say if you want to marry my daughter, okay, and she's got a giant-ass fucking plate, and I'm like, bitch, that was a 50-cow plate. You yeah. got to come strong, son. Right. And so dudes would have to give Bring up. These, a herd. They have to give up a herd because she's willing to carry plate. around this giant plate in her lips. What else is she? They willing bang to carry their teeth around? out too. They have to bang their lower teeth out because the plate sits there, and it, it, you can't get a full plate in there if you have the lower teeth. So when the plate starts getting big, they have to smash their teeth out. Yeah. Mm. You imagine what blowjobs feel like. Like well, how much does Africa suck yeah, yeah. Oh that people God. are willing to do that? You're willing to put plates in your lips and cut holes in your neck head? thing where they stretch oh, the yeah. neck out. It's all Africa. That's fucking crazy. They, they, they must be so freaked out that they got stuck in Africa. They're like, look, we're going to make this interesting. Right. Pretty Here we much. are stuck running from hyenas and getting eaten by crocodiles and shit. We're going to have to stretch our necks out. Let's make our necks real big. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> who knows why they do these things? Hmm. Well, how about those heads they found in Peru, where they stretched their head out gigantic, like a big alien head? Mm. And they they like did it to like a, a huge percentage of the population. They put boards in their heads and, and tied them down, and literally extended their head. And you know, and people were thinking, well, is this to emulate something? Is it to emulate the gods? All the Anunnaki people, like, see, this is evidence they were doing this to try to emulate. Maybe not. Because look at these Africans that are cutting the fucking holes in their lip and sticking plates in there. The dudes cutting the holes in their heads and letting the air out. You know, they're not emulating anything. No. They're just practicing medicine. They're fucking nuts, <laughs> man. People are nuts. Well, they're still kind of nuts. Or they're too. trolling everyone. You know what's freaky? The disease I had as a child, I found out in the mid 80s, they stopped treating aggressively. 
that like more when I was in the 70s, I was more a victim of fucking chemotherapy and, and elective surgeries or not elective surgeries, but surgeries that weren't needed and radiation than I was of the actual disease because they were practicing. Wow. What? Yeah, you know what's fucked up too is the X in histiocytosis X meant that the ethology of the disease was unknown. And when I first asked an adult, you know, where did my disease come from? And they went, we don't know. And I was like, wait a minute, who's we? You and me? Or like... We like so. What humanity. exactly is the disease? Histio. It's what? like an overactive immune say system. It, histiocy- it's histiocy- histiocytosis X, and it's an overactive it's immune system. Disease. Right. Like I would have too many white blood cells, and they would, uh, like, in a sense, accumulate, if you will. And uh, usually, it was in like bone marrow and areas like that, and it creates like blowout. So, like, my, my spine it blew out, my arm it blew out, Whoa. my hip it blew out. Would it get better if you got sick? What do you mean sick? If you got a cold? No. Because well, you think white oh, no, blood cells are there to right? No, no, no. Think uh, no. Uh, but I don't usually ever get sick. All the time. But it's funny is I don't really ever get sick. Uh, either I either I have problems where like obviously it it was overgrowing, you know, in marrows and stuff, or I'm always healthy. I went through prison five years. I didn't get a cold. Whoa! Yeah, and that's, that's a crazy. Germ place. Let me tell you. But start licking toilets and stuff. How, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't like touching doors and shit, though. I'm not a germaphobe, but I actually, I'm careful. People are gross. Yeah. People are nose-picking, ball-scratching, ass-fucking-wiping, just disgusting fucking Which is why I always recommend you use a creatures. tissue from the bathroom when you open the door to any public restroom. I kick mine yeah. open like a man. Not if you yeah. got to pull it. Play <laughs> with a man. Yeah, the wrong what are you going to do if you have to twist it and pull it? Uh, Usually fuck, you do, sorry. actually. Yeah, you you use a piece towel. of towel. Yeah. Uh, there's ways you can protect yourself. And if we had hemp, we could be using hemp towel, man. <laughs> you just have to clean it, man. Dude, we should get some hemp. Flashlights, which is How, why we have to vote yes on 19. Yeah, vote yes on 19. It's very important. And um, if you're one of those people out there that goes, man, potheads are fucking annoying. <sighs> Unfortunately, there's a lot of potheads that are annoying. You know, most potheads a lot are of straight just people like are most too, people. Though. Yeah, like most people. A good percentage of people are annoying. And the reason being is because we do not have a direction book on how to properly live a healthy life. A healthy, fun, satisfying life. You know, we, we, we live our lives based on myths and bullshit and TV shows and movies and, and we have this distorted right. perception of what this fucking world is all about. So most people with this especially with the situation that we have now, the way our world is set up, it's so easy for a moron to just drift through and be taken care of every step of the way and yet have opinions and yet be able to vote. George Bush Jr. Well, Sarah Palin, man. That's way scarier than her than him. Gary Coleman. At least he was a man. Wow. That's right, I said it. Gary Coleman. I don't Coleman. give a fuck. Wow. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman could vote. Yeah. Angry as fuck. I'd been angry too after his whole bad life. Yeah. The, no, the saddest part of his life I would was not have been when angry. he was in the hospital dead, dying, and his fucking crazy cunt ex wife takes a picture. And sells it to Matt of him, like all strapped up with pipes and shit, dying in bed, and she's right next to him with his like dead. She did that, just, yeah, dead fucking mm-hmm. rubber face, just like didn't have any emotion in her eyes, nothing. Like, yep, here he is, he's dead, and this is me. I'm next to the dead guy. That's horrible. Oh, it's gross. She probably has that shit on like you mouse never pads. It? I'm pretty sure. Wow, I've never seen that. I did not know she did that. Yeah, it's pretty dark. I'm dude. learning. I'm learning. Well, you got it saved, even, huh? I think I should. Oh, well, usually I do. You know, you I know? can't thank you enough for coming out and support a Prop 19, man. Well, I mean, dude, you know I enjoy the marijuana, so of course I've got to support Prop 19. You know, a lot of people have been really confused on what this really does, man, and you know that's been yes. a big problem for us because that's you what know, I was talking about when I was saying most people. Well, you look at potheads and you think they're annoying. 
Right. Really, I'm finding them annoying right now because I can't believe all these people I was working around that we thought I was thought was working towards a common goal are now working against it. And it's, because a lot of people are against Prop 19. That's what you're saying. That a lot of people are against not Prop Prop 19, not for the right reasons either. People for financial that, reasons, financial reasons, or and some just that's, inaccuracies. That's how much most hippies are though. Every time I every was hang hung out with hippies, they were trying to make money like. Making profits well, and selling yeah, there's a lot. The idea, that, there's a lot of non hippies that are just yeah. commercially motivated. Yeah. There's a p- bunch of people that have just got in this industry in the last few years yes. since you know SB at four twenty passed and allowed for clubs. They're trying to make money, and right now they think, oh no, you're going to change this, and we like this, so please don't change this. And that is really what we're up against. You're you right. Know, when it comes from the, the the enemy within, if you will. Yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't hippies. They're opportunists. They are. I know a bunch of people that are in the business. The idealists that own, are out. Yeah, the people that own like dispensaries, they're doing it purely for profit. I know Some. A lot of people there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. You know, Berkeley Patients all Group, good. Harborside. They're all good. There's a they lot of good ones. provide something that's good. Marijuana is good. But there's a lot of people that you wouldn't expect. They're not like old dudes with gray hair and ponytails. Right? Right. They're, they're young dudes that look like they're Right, fucking doing squats. Right. Well, Prop 19 is going to make it so these people aren't having to get away with it. It's they're going to be able to service their neighbors who have a right to have pot, and everybody in the state's going to have a right to grow pot, and that's going to be a big, big. Yeah. So all these people that are selling it, the shit's going to go under because no one's going to need to buy it. You can just grow your own. Well, you're going to see the prices drop. Thankfully, you know, radically, radically, and profits are going to drop. And right now, you know, it's the liquor companies, it's the big drug cartels. These are the people that are. I'd be more than willing to pay exactly what I'm paying right now just keep making it just as good i'll pay just as you, much no, i'm not growing well, shit. This, though, there's, there's <laughs> always going to be thousand dollar bottles of wine yeah. you know and there's right. going to be people that do things with a high quality and grandma could grow better pot than me for instance and you'll want grandma's right. pot over mine i want that's I reality bulk like cheetos i want to just see like but see, piles of it just be like throwing joints no. out my window the only I thing about that crazy. though is that it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really lend itself for quality with quantity because when you have large amounts of it you don't have in a sense, is is good a quality control right, right now in though. smaller batches. Right now. now let's just talk about one thing for the, for the non smoking, non marijuana smoking amongst us. This is one of the things that uh, really fascinated me the most when I first found out about marijuana. When I first, when I first, when I was a kid, I thought marijuana was bad for you. It made you stupid. All these different things. But when I first started smoking weed, the thing that fascinated me the most was that there are two completely different strains that have very That's different wrong. effects. Just They're so not you know. different strains? Okay, let me Indica break this down. Can I say this right now? Yes. All right, there's a lot of confusion in this. Before I went to prison, a friend of mine, he wrote Marijuana Botany, and he later wrote the book Hashish, been revised. Uh, his name's Robert Carnell Clark. He's forgotten more about cannabis than I've had an opportunity to learn. And um, while I was in prison, these scientists actually looked at the specimens of sativa and indica. And sativa and indica were questions. So if I walked up to you with seeds, Joe, it would actually be, does this make clothing and paper and all this stuff? Or is it like India? Because there's, if you look up the word indica, indica means of or like India, okay. okay? So when you go to India, all of the cannabis that's grown there is indica because it's in India, but when you go there, you'll find tropical varieties down by Goa and northern varieties up by the area that's now Pakistan okay. and Hindu Kush. That the, is the entire range of cannabis, and it's all indica. The so history lesson is interesting, but tiva. for everyone today who wants pot, there's two different effects. Indica makes you sleepy, and it makes you couch weed. It makes you what a lot of people think of as a stoner. Sativa is a totally different experience, and it makes you much more 
introspective. It makes you start looking at fucking telescopes and space documentaries. Okay. So let me not, let me you, say it's this. not a strain. What should we call it? Well, it's an equatorial variety. It's from near the equator. Because okay. let me break this down. There's two different effects, though. Correct. It this is. is what I, I, I want people yes. Yes, who yes, are yes. not pot smokers to understand Ask this. And when haze. you go into these deep historical, it's not. But but think of it like things, this: right? in the 60s and 70s, all the pot that was coming into America was like Acapulco Gold, Michoacan, Maui Wawi, Jamaican. All of these strains were from near the equator, tropical. They made you happy, horny, well-organized, wanting to do things like protest. And then the hippies went to Afghanistan. They found this short, fat-leaved plant that they thought was indica, and they started mixing it with all these tropical varieties like Maui Wawi and Thai stick and stuff, and they shortened the time it takes to flower cannabis, and they picked varieties that yielded the most amount of pot because it was prohibited. And the reason being is that the ones that were equatorial, the ones that were growing on the equator, needed a longer cycle of sun because it's right because right. they're in a 12 12 and those are the cycle. ones that have the different psychoactive effect the ones that come in contact more with the sun are the ones that make you not so much more with the sun it's just the varieties that developed near around the, the equator, equator where there was a longer cycle are more in a sense psycho and so, in a sense to they be wake grown you in america up. they have to be grown indoors yep and then what happened is the hippies in a sense started breeding this afghan with all of their tropical varieties and through the 80s we kind of developed this one hit wonder pot that took away all that good energy and took away all that and now for me i always smoke haze i i like super silver haze and then i'll okay. by haze for people who don't understand what you're saying haze means sativa in a sense it does in, in the sense our terminology of sativa but sativa really means most useful okay but what sense. the way okay that's true but what's that's not what, how it's used in dispensaries They're dispensaries changing. indica and sativa is how it's used sativa is the heady more, you know, trippy space weed and right. indica is couch weed. High energy. Well, see, low my energy. whole point in the beginning was I did not know there was two different types of pot. I thought pot was pot. And then all pot had a similar effect. Some pot may be stronger than other pot, but it's basically all pot. You're going to smoke pot. You'll either get really right. high or what, but it's not the same. It's no. not even remotely the same. There are two different experiences. And almost everyone is used to indica because indica is the easiest shit to grow. Indica is the shit that, you know, you're getting if you're getting it from, you know, some dudes are coming down from, you know, they're in Canada growing most it in the fucking forest. Brick weed. Yeah. It grows the fastest and yields yeah, the most. Exactly. And now that we're getting through prohibition, we'll see these varieties that take longer and yield less, but have a profoundly different effect on our energy and our thinking and our motivation. Exactly. So how is it wrong, what I was saying? Well, it's not sativa. Everybody's calling it sativa, but sativa really means hemp. It's Indo-European hemp variety. Right, but we've decided. They're we all have just names, when, though. Look, what, what, the, what, but everyone universally in the pot community, they're looking at two different things, indica and sativa. That's what they called it, right? Yeah. That's universally in the pot community. They're all just a noise you make with your mouth to describe something. Absolutely. Okay, but so we'll be two different, different noise soon. We're not going to call it sativa and indica? No. Well, it's we going to confuse the sativa. fuck out of people. That's what no, it no, is. No, 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 no. Right now, we look. We look. Well, what are we going to call it? In all reality, California's not High that High weed and, and couch weed? What are we well, going to call no, it? it? We'll call it names, like, you know, arrow head or you know avion or whatever we're calling that water at the time we don't really go give me a bottle of water when we're sitting in a five-star restaurant we say do you have avion or do you have no i say uh bottled water what am i a fucking water connoisseur and now i just want water okay now trip on this the same way right now you walk up to a weed counter it's almost like the same thing because you can't make distinguishes like you do liquor and when you walk up to a bar you know the difference between wine and whiskey and if somebody, you order whiskey and they hand you wine, you're going to be like, yo, douchebag, this isn't what I asked for. Right, but when but I go right to the now, pot store, I say, hey, where's your sativas? Oh, we got Jack Cleaner, we got Trainwreck. Oh, give me some of that Trainwreck. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's what we do. But technically, all drug varieties are indica. 
What? No, yes. there's two yes. different types though. When you go to Indica, when you go to India and you get Indica and it's from Fuck Goa India. and it's India, India suck my dick. There's two different experiences. We've there's broken a, this down for people who don't know. Look, practical knowledge this is very important. What all he's saying is all nonsense. There's two different experiences. <laughs> True. There's the couch weed and there's the weed that makes you think about the universe and want to be creative. So that's sativa. That's what they call it. The indica shit is OG Kush. You know, I'm going to take a nap and eat Cheetos all day. That's what you they're, know, they're, that's what they're say selling that, it as. OG though. grows very much yeah. like a sativa, just so you know. It's long and leggy and grows tall and has small buds. And right, hate to break that. Well, it's different. a different, it's a more different potent feelings. version of the but indica. But you want to know what's weird? My, my haze, my sativa, you're calling it, came mm-hmm. back at 23.7 THC, and my OG Kush indica, you call it, came back at 20.6. There was a 3.1 difference in right, THC. Right, but aren't there a bunch of different things, cannabinoids, other than THC, that make yes. up the high? It's not just THC. Well, actually, I think that um, there was a doctorate in Institute By the way, we should point out that Todd knows his shit. Where's your book? Before we go any further, you're like, who's this guy talking all this shit about weed? <laughs> well, there was a doctor Fucking at the Institute. faggot. What does he know? This is what he knows, bitch. He's got a book, How to Grow Medical Marijuana. You're out of Europe. Oh, I'm right here. No, no. I came back. It's on a delay. This is uh, a book, How to Grow Medical Marijuana, and it's not, in, it's not in print right now, right? No. To get it, you go to Amazon.com and maybe get a used copy. Yes. You'd probably do that, right? Yeah. Um, my next book, Grow Medicine, is going to come out, and I'm going to be talking about strain-specific growing. Yeah, you could write a lot of books on growing weed. It's very complex, isn't it? It is, and there's a lot of differences. When people try to say, oh, generalize this is how you grow pot, you can tell they've never grown pot because pot is very different to grow. I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, this is a question I need answered because I do not understand it. Now, the, there's a female plant and a male plant, and you need the female plant is where the, the, the medicine comes from, where weed comes from, right? There, there's psychoactive properties in both. Right, but but they become one or the other. Like you have to get the males out. Explain what happens, like how it pollinates. Males are sexed much like men, and in an irony, you'll find funny. Is that normal with other plants, by the way? Um, some plants are either dioecious or, or have both sexes on one plant. Cannabis actually can be both because it does right. hermaphrodite and sometimes spews on so itself. So when you get a male, you got to get it out of there. Right. Males actually uh, create their pollen sacs faster than the females actually develop their buds. And in hemp, for instance, the males pollinate and then die off early. And the Roman Catholic Church miscategorized the male and female plants, even though the female had the seeds, and even though the male blew the pollen, they didn't like that the male died off early, so they called the male the female and the female the male. Whoa. Yeah, they were heavy. They were heavy into their dogma, you know. Can't can't sh- can't can't rattle their cage. That's but fascinating. The way cannabis works. So how is- do you tell? So if you grow, say, if you grow in a bunch of weed plants, it's- you have to keep an eye on them, bitches, because if they all. <laughs> Like, right. red hair. But that red hair skunk is matter. not what you want. Yeah, in a sense, <laughs> That's no. funny because it's so pretty. Yeah, well, when that male pollen hits those pistils, what it does is it causes that to fertilize and the seed grows in that little pod. And if she doesn't get fertilized, that pod just gets swells and swells and swells and the resin develops deeper. That's why we grow seedless cannabis because it's like tricking the female into like really producing a lot of resins and a lot of, you know, just she's waiting, waiting, waiting to be fertilized and it never comes. So it makes it more potent? 
Well, you know, potency, I think, is an interesting conversation. There was a doctor at the Institute of Medicine who got up one day and he said, I gave my patients 10 milligrams in THC and they had a known effect. And then I gave them 10 milligrams THC and one milligram CBN and it doubled the effective dose. And I shot my hand up and I said, hey, would that replicate in nature? And he said, I think it would. And when I put my hand down, my publisher said, what did you two geeks just ask each other? <laughs> and I said, basically, he told me to breed hemp in with my drug varieties because CBN, for instance, is a chemical that's mostly found in hemp. And as we have bred away from the characteristics of these equatorial varieties that are more hemp-like, uh, we have actually bred more towards the drug varieties and we've lowered the chemical of CBN down while raising THC up with less of an effective rate. So now we have THC levels over 20% that wouldn't that don't hit us as hard as I believe is if we had a little bit of CBN mixed in with it. How many different cannabinoids are there inside a marijuana plant? Um, well, there are over 400 uh, chemicals created by the cannabis plant, and that's the definition of a cannabinoid. And uh, the reality is is that 60 of them are known to be therapeutic. Oh, your shit's vibrating. It's okay. We'll ignore off. it. Yeah, yeah. But it's coming through the microphone. And, uh, and what's going to happen is that as science understands these elements of it more, then they'll be able to better direct what the different chemicals and also terpenes, because terpenes are these volatile oils that are on the bud. And what happens is they're kind of steamed off when it's dried. So if anybody's ever picked up a a cannabis flower and it had good body and you squished it and it still had moisture and you could smell it was real strong, uh -huh. those terpenes were intact. Anyone's and that has a psychoactive effect as very well. Much, and a synergistic psychoactive effect so with the chemicals the weed inside. Is not good. It's good. Over drying it bad. Joey Diaz likes to take his weed and put it on the heater. I put that shit on the heater. Yeah. You know what I do? Well, it's just easy to make up. joints. I put that shit on the windowsill and let it dry out. Yeah, okay, perfect. I put it. Sometimes I put it on top of the TV. Put it on top of his the, TV. But the reality is, is because a lot of what he's getting is people that are hurrying to market and they sell pot that's not dry and not cured. The best cannabis is actually not just dried but cured and then stored for about three months. And what? then the oil set up and they're the smoothest. Right. Yes. Whoa. And then there's a window of when those cannabinoids actually keep themselves, which is between three months and nine months. So after nine and then months, after your nine no months, good? your weed starts to degrade, chemically Whoa. decompose yeah. in a sense. Yes. So old weeds, whack. Whatever. What about if you cook different? With it? How about different? What if you cook with it? If you like an old chocolate bar, an old weed chocolate bar, how long does that last? If you have an old weed chocolate bar older than nine months, then the dairy product in it would be moldy, and you yeah, wouldn't want to eat it. You would have anyway. other issues with chocolate, chocolate bars. You can't even if they're you went wrapped with dark up. Chocolate. They're wrapped up. Well, not the kind that it the hippies on make, probably. I agree. <laughs> Ain't no tainage, you right. know. I have some of those those uh, old fucking Nestle's quick bars that they made with weed. Uh, you know, no a lot good? of why I don't eat cannabis that's provided to me by people is because I don't know the conditions in which it's made, and yeah. I don't trust their, yeah. you know, the way they measuring. handled it and stuff. And on, yeah, not just measuring because you don't know how strong it's going to be. Yeah. Interestingly enough, you know, in Holland, um, like hash bonbons and brownies are considered a hard drug, totally really? verboten. Yeah, you can be sixteen and go into a Dutch coffee shop, buy hash on your way to high school, and you're cool. And this but you is can't buy brownies that you told me about first. You were the first person to tell me about eleven hydroxy. That eating weed. Eating weed. When you eat weed, it goes through your liver and kidneys, and it actually turns a chemical process, and it turns the psychoactive chemical THC into another chemical called 11-hydroxymetabolate. And that 11-hydroxy is two to five times more psychoactive than the cannabis. Actually, it's three to five times was the estimate I saw out of the University of Mississippi. Yeah, I, And you uh, don't get uh, THCV, I mean 11-hroxy, uh, in your bloodstream when you smoke cannabis. It's, so, it's such a different experience. And it's you and I were talking drug. about it one night. I don't remember what the context of the conversation was, but it was probably I ate something that was just too fucking strong, mm -hmm. and you had to explain it. 
it's it's so many people have had it and they're like it's I'm on, my, I'm on acid or something. It's yeah. not it does not feel like pot. And you're not used to it because when you smoke pot, you're only used to dealing with THC in right. your bloodstream and not th- and not eleven hydroxy. So different, man. So There's different. nothing. Ari Shavir, we were on a uh, we were on a plane the other day. We were flying to uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, Ari ate a cookie in his car on the way to the airport. And then uh, he got there, and you know it takes an hour and twenty minutes or so to kick in. He got there. We were on the plane on the tarmac, and he was seriously thinking about telling them that they had to let him off the plane because <laughs> he was that high. He was that high. Oh, I didn't know until we landed. Some well, some model did that the other day. I saw on the news. Really? Yeah, well, you know, Dave Chappelle did that too. Dave Chappelle had a panic moment on a plane. I got to get off. It might have been that. You know, that's one of those things that you wonder if you really want to go out, go with it though. What if you get off the plane, the fucking thing crashes? You'd be like, "Thank you, baby Jesus. I'm now religious." I know, you know, it would be a moment you know i guess we well, got you your hemp parachutes high as fuck son <laughs> that's what saved george bush's that's grandfather yeah right his, yeah his hemp pa- parachutes and the first draft of the declaration of independence was drafted on, on hemp. hemp yeah yeah Mother this was an integral part of our history man and this is why the i'm American trying to convince people they need it back hemp. yeah Betsy they had Ross, no other bitch. options canvas was the only thing they had there was no cotton gin when she knitted the first american flag you know we we only need look at our history's timetable to realize what we were using before the invention of some of these things. This is all lost information, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to find out more about this, if you're really fascinated, go pick up this book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. It's uh, the one that, as we said, was written by our late friend, uh, Jack Herrer. Herrer is how you say it, right? Not yeah, Her- think terror. Yeah, yeah Herrer like terror, he used to say. You know, um, his he was, weed's still available, though. You know, he was a ser- Yeah, you can still buy a strain. There's a strain named after him. Is there a Todd McCormick strain out there? Thank God, no. No. Thank no. God, no. Thank God, no. There's a Joe Rogan out there. I there is? Is it really? Can I get There's the plant? Two. I don't know. I don't know where it is. Oh, dude, we got some Joe How about you make your own? Hey, man? I was just going to say what I'm that. About, man. I, Fuck it. Uh, I'll give you permission. Give me, man. This okay. is what an officially sanctioned Joe Rogan's train would be created, created by Todd McCormick. Do you want it Which to be sativa be or indica? Sativa, son. Fuck I don't fuck with that dope weed. Maybe just a sprinkle of indica. Just yeah, a sprinkle. so a sprinkle sometimes makes you a little silly. Just a little sprinkle. I think that's a great idea. I have to do some research and see how to put this together. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. Once again, thank you to the Fleshlight. For uh, sponsoring, I don't know why I hold this up. I can't just say it. I can just say it, but I feel like it's right here. I have to show you that it's really. But here. does it light? Does it light? No, there's no light, man. There's no it's light. It's just it. all Fuck flesh. Fuck it. it. Nobody's fucked this. I'm one. not it's doing okay. it. Smell it. It's just it smells rubber. good. It's just rubber. It's just rubber. It's just rubber. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking weird, rubber man. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty I don't dope. know what's up with that. It's, I'll tell you what's up. It's better for masturbating. Do you masturbate at all? Don't lie. Of course you do, right? Of course. I right, went to prison right. for so, five years. What so the if fuck you masturbate, you think I did? but if you masturbate, why wouldn't you want one of these? Because this is masturbation. I could give you a long list level. of reasons. It just pops right off my Go head. Fire, Cleaning fire it, off. dealing with so it. So easy. This is Come how you. On. This is how you deal with it, right? You open up the top, right? So you shoot your load in there, and then you unscrew the bottom, and then you release. No. The and you release also use the, the bottom. Is this washer safe? Dishwasher. No, you just, that ain't a dish. You just put your fu- that's put the, that's, that's your that girlfriend, clean. son. You're not getting that clean. Oh yeah, you stick yeah, a yeah, fucking a, the to the top of it. Yeah. You shoot it. Through. Oh, you shoot just stick the load. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shoot it or you shoot it on yeah. your face. You do whatever you want to. Shoot it on your face. I like how you think, Brian. Good. Play us wow. out with a, with a song. What's the song, Brian? This is called "Walking on a Dream" by Imperial Sun. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We may or may not be doing one of these on Thursday. Maybe do it with Joey. Send them to my website. Yes, send them to um, EmpireMedia.com Empire, that's with an H H-E-M-P-I-R You can find him on Twitter Empire Media For the folks that aren't watching this right now On the U, uh, Ustream Empire Media on Twitter H-E-M-P-I-R-E Media 
And of course, Brian is Red Band, and I am just my name, Joe Rogan. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in. May see you guys on Thursday. If not, as always, I love you, bitches. 